Production. Recorded live. Jason Love, how are you two doing tonight, this evening? Only two people on. I don't know if we should wait for other. I know a lot of people said they'll be calling in a little late tonight. But, um, yeah. What I really wanted to talk about tonight is <clears throat> why well, a few things actually that I wanted to um that I wanted to wanted us to go over. I wanted to share with you guys um, um some pages from the art of war. And I also wanted to talk about the topic of sex and what it's all about this whole um not what it's all about because I'm sure y'all know like what it's about but just on a spiritual level um it's the whole connection and idea and practice and its importance and all of that so yeah I know somebody else also, I wanted to go over some things that um, one of the sisters brought up in the group about the, um, oh, she's not on right now, but it was about the topic that we had discussed maybe like three or four weeks ago about the Yachty boss and the Yacht, um narcissism and all of that. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys, you two that's on, don't mind waiting for others or something. I mean, it's just us three. But I don't, because I don't want to have to repeat it. Let me see. Maybe I can just unmute, unmute you guys at kill time. Let everybody in. Oh, now it's just me and Jay Water. <laughs> hey, Jay Water. What's up? What's going on? Is this us? <laughs> right? You sitting uh, here eating, co- eating coconut roll dates and chilling. Okay. You said I do mind waiting. <laughs> oh, man. Oops. <laughs> I meant to say don't. Oh. Jay's up. <laughs> Maybe that was a Freudian slip. 
you know what they're doing. So gentrifying. Huh? The gentrification is real out here. Oh, right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh, Chocolate City. Chocolate City is moving farther and farther out. Farther and farther into vanilla. (laughs) Vanilla City. (laughs) Pretty much. They're walking around here owning shit. So. Yeah. I pulled up this Art of War thing, man. There's some good, there's some good concepts, so. I'm looking forward to talking about this. I've been reading it like at least a chapter a day. I'm in like chapter five now. Okay. I have to take a break, but yeah, that book, man, especially when you read it and you take it on a, like with a, um, read with a spiritual eye. Mm hmm. Oh, wow. I can really use this. People will be understanding. We at war. Like, <laughs> we really Literally. at war. Right. And I think there's so many levels to the war. Like, we're in our own personal war of how we're handling our own internal, and then we got the external going on, and then it's just, there's just so much. Um, Yeah. Where is everybody? I don't know. This is, uh, we lost Soul Garden. There was Soul Garden in here, and then she popped out. Yeah. So what are you gathering from the Art of War? What, What are you chewing on with that? Pretty much just the whole how to because um, I noticed a lot of it is very mental. Like it's um, it's really mental. So, because when I when I first went into it, I, I was thinking like, okay, this is gonna be, you know, a whole bunch of um, like physical war, which I didn't, which I wasn't interested in because it's like, shit, you know, these Europeans got bombs and nuclear weapons and shit. Shit, we ain't got. <laughs> so ain't no point. Right. Really reading about none of that because ain't nothing you can do as far as that's concerned. But um, really just internalizing it. Like I've always had it, but I've um, I've just from I'm just gathering like I can really use this information as a um as far as for detachment levels of helping me detach from certain things that I just give too much fucks about. And I be feeling weighed down by it, like sad or, you know, um, I guess I won't say sad, but just more disappointed when something don't happen in a particular way or the way I was expecting it to happen. Mm-hmm. Wait a I'm looking for some real quick. Hold on. Okay. That's kind of noisy. Oh, there's been all kinds of noises on this call. I'm I'm a little bit desensitized. <laughs> all kind of shit.
Yeah, um, was like one mm-hmm. of the uh, second chapter. The second chapter, I have to read it the second time because it was like, wait a minute. Like you call it, I gotta chew on this. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> chew on this. But um, I really like it. Like it's crazy because I had this book so long and I just never really paid attention. I guess because I really assumed it was like real. On some militant stuff, I guess. Go back in the house. Go back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no cars. Little Tarzan. <laughs> Barefoot and naked. Go now. Tell Daddy to put your jaws on. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm liberated. Right. <laughs> For real. I, I, it's so funny because I be feeling like that sometimes, but I just don't be having the balls. Like, that's a, another thing I'm working on, too, is just my detachment. Just, mm. Yep. Feeding the, the spirit first, right? Not trying to <laughs> satisfy what makes the body comfortable. Right. What does the spirit need? What does the spirit need? I mean, that was really the big shift, which is what got me back out in the forest. Because I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing all this, doing all these activities, going to all these events, and I'm not feeding my spirit. Like my soul is depleted, and like it's easy for that to just be like, oh yeah, I'm just feeling kind of whatever, and it just gets brushed over. Like that is the thing. Like that's your thing, and so. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't even be on these calls or even be attuned to all of this had I not tapped out from, like, just the day-to-day. Just, yeah, all of that. Like, you're worried about, worried about not being at an event and what am I going to miss and all that shit. Like, freeing yourself of that. Like, yeah, man, mm. I miss so many events. I just be like, oh, that's cool. Or even I'll RSVP for shit, but like, if I don't, if I'm not attuned and it's not in my alignment for that day, I'm not going. Right. Because right. I know that that's gonna cost me. That's gonna cost me, and that's what I'm seeing too with this art of war stuff. Like, I feel like it's also just um, being. Um, like protecting your peace, your sanity, your stability, all your internal structure, like it's a war against that. So just, I don't know, just fighting for yeah. that. Even if, even if you have to fight the part of you that wants to give in, the part of you that wants to say, oh, this is a really sad story. Like I've been testing this out, in fact, like because I've been seeing these different feeds and stuff come up about these missing girls. And, like, obviously it got me that one Saturday where my shit was off and I was in between a high and a low because I had done Qigong, so I was, like, really elevated, but at the same time I was super heavy. But then after that day I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to keep letting this shit, shit sink me in. And mm-hmm. now I've seen, like, somebody post something and I was like, okay, like, not that's really, like that I'm happy to hear that there are supposedly some more people, more people missing, but I don't have that in my bank anymore to spend. I don't have any more, any more to spend on that. I don't. Okay. I just don't. Cause where, and where are we going? Where are we going with that? Right. We're, we're holding that holding space for that for an extended amount of time. Like, obviously I'm, I'm in the flesh, so I'm going to have that human 
that inclination, but the more I'm tuning and just trying to, I mean, obviously, like, different things are going to trigger you in different ways, so there's no perfect way. Like, I'm not going to beat up on myself for having had a human moment, but at the same time, if if, if we are supposed to be in our godly nature, then then that's the default is that. Like, that's your that's your alignment is at that level. Hmm. So anything away from that is, is away from that. Right. And that's, that's so funny you said, like, okay, what are we doing with this? Like, it's so crazy when you really think about this whole nonic story and everything because it's like when you, you start saying it, like, okay, like you said, what are we doing with this? We're going to talk about it just like the Trayvon Martin shit. I remember that. When that first happened, because that was, like, one of the things that really made me start to realize, okay, this is some racist stuff going on. You know, like, it's a real little war between us going on or something. Like, especially when the Democrat got um, acquitted. And it was like, I just remember everybody was talking about it for a minute, and then it went away. And then next it was, I want to say, Eric Gardner, I think. And then Mm -hmm. it went away. And then next it was, I want to say, maybe like Sandra Bland or one of them, and then it went away. And it's like, what the hell? Like, but wait a minute. When I put my cares into that, like, that just took a part of me away or something. Like, what are we doing with this? What is, I don't know. (laughs) Like, our people ain't really prepared or something, like. They not really, you know, like the ones who, oh, we're, I'm a god, I'm, I'm a god, and all this stuff, and it just goes to show like how much they really don't, um, I guess, I don't know, they're not really one with that thought or something. Uh, you can say it, I guess you can say you're a human god on the on the first plane, but really, really break that down. It's like you should understand the unseen, the unseen reality, realities of things. Like, okay, that person passed away. You know, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, they're gone now. What can I do to learn from this versus being in an uproar by emotions so much? Because it's kind of like when you're using your emotions, you're not protecting yourself. You're not right. protecting Right, right. You're in that compromised state, which goes back to the point you made about like suggestibility or whatever that phrase was I was using that movie. But, and that's my thing, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I I like, I don't mind getting lessons out of things, like, but it's in between, like, assessing it from the lesson perspective because you're still shored up emotionally. You can still make a detached assessment because there are some lessons to be learned um, based on, the current psychodrama that's around us. And I'm all good with analyzing it and trying to figure out what it could mean if it means anything. But in terms of getting that, getting to that point of vulnerability with us like that, like I'm, I just, again, obviously the stuff that with the DC girls, I think hit in a different way. So it's almost like, like, there are certain things you can put on for me, and then you're not going to get a reaction because I've already worked through that. So I feel like as I chart these different territories, I mean, it's like I'm becoming less reactive, although I'm still at, to a degree reactive, but not it's not as potent the more I'm realizing how this is being used as a tool and I'm having to do the retuning internally because 
you know, even though, like, we say, okay, I'm not sad, I'm not sad over God. And then I, you, you said at one point, like, that was recently where you were like, shit, I fucked around and cried or whatever. Because it, it does, it'll end up, it will end up penetrating. But, you know, it just, it takes some, it's, it's the unlearning process, really. It really is. That shit is deeply rooted. And it's counterintuitive to us. And they know that. They're very aware of that. So they know that most people aren't going to spend the time doing the work to reconfigure. Right. That's, that's it right there. And what you said too, like reacting. I think um like the the whole reactivity, I think it's good when it's internal reacting. Like, okay, I need to protect myself more, I need to protect my immediate little family more, you know, whatever, whatever versus just going on this I guess, public rant about it in protest or whatever, I feel like that external reaction does nothing because really, you really got to protect yourself internally. That's really what you have to do. And I think that is the lesson, like, okay, you know, you don't just sweep it under the rug, oh, D.C. girls are missing, <laughs> whatever. They'll be okay. They're going to the spirit world now. They'll be all right, you know, not – thinking of it like that on that because that's the extreme like that's way on the other side of the polarity but you also don't want to be on the opposite end where you're just so sad and just broken down and our people oh my god they're taking our organs and blah 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 you know it's like balance you just want to okay i'm gonna internally react okay how can i you know protect myself let me get myself a little weapon or maybe you know something like that but not I don't know, like <clears throat> mentally, really take this on the on the spiritual level and the unseen level, and really use that that lesson that you're learning from this external or this seen situation to really transform yourself. Yeah, and I think, I mean, staying spiritually squatted up to me is just you know that's protocol. You know, no matter what's in the air, like just. Just having a, a an understanding with with your guides or whoever you work with, that hey, like you know, hey, we're checking in, we'll do out. Okay, that's one thing. And then I also think just like, oh, what was I just thinking about when you were saying about the girls? Um, oh, attuning to the beautiful. There's still a lot of dope ass shit going on, and it's not getting talked about obviously because of you know they want you, they want your attention on these other things. But it's you know in that moment. Where you want to be sad, choose otherwise. Find one thing that would allow you to be able to flip the channel because that's the true, to me, the way to survive isn't to to um, drown in that or to, to only attune to that and say, oh, well, how could I be? Because I think there's, I think it's a lie to say, oh, how could I be happy when I have all the, no, figure out your fucking way because if you're an ambassador for your peace of mind, then you're going to do what you got to do. And if you got to go lay in the grass and roll around to get your frequency up, then do what you got to do. And some people will right. that smile. Some people, people will judge you from the moralistic perspective and say, oh, that's denial. How could you be peaceful right now? Almost like you're indebted to this sense of um, mourning. They want Give you a fuck. Yeah, that human polarity. <laughs> you're right. a bad human. Like, be the fucking magician. What do you have in your toolkit? that can elevate your frequency. Because at the end of the day, if your frequency and your alignment 
are that important to you, you will do what you need to do, whatever that is. Yes, I think that's the truth. Mm-mm. So that's that's kind of what I've been playing around with lately is being like, like I have the opportunity to be ir- like, and that's not even just the big things. I'm talking about even just being irritated. And I don't, I'm not one, I don't do the squeaky clean. I got to, I, I give myself a moment in time to be in my shadow and I have a minute and I say fuck off and I do whatever I need to do and then I got to, then I got to switch it, right? But the switch point is, that's where I go and see what could I, what else could I be doing in in this time and space right now, like, you know. And so that's not just for um, traumatic events; it's for any time you're in a long, um, prolonged state of misalignment or just whatever that is, just the gunk of it all. We can choose. So if we really never get to say it's something else, it's us. Mm-hmm. And my dad tried to pull this shit with me. He's like, you know, because he got talked to this lady and she ended up being a fuckboy. And I kind of already knew that because I looked at her chart and I just knew she was, some shit was going to end. Venus was a retrograde, all this other stuff. But anyway, he's like, well, you know, my cousin introduced me to her. Yeah, but you decided to go. Well, you know, they set it up. Well, but you, like, we, we're so used to not taking ownership for shit. It's not even funny. So even with even with this stuff, oh, I'm sad. Okay, no, like you've chosen to be sad today, tomorrow, however long, an hour. Own that shit because that's where <laughs> your power is. Is knowing that you're the you're the creator. Right. Right, and that was another thing too. I wanted to discuss tonight. Like I wanted to. Well, first, I wanted to ask all the women on the call, it's not enough of us now, but I just really wanted to ask, what is the self? If a person was to ask you who completely, you know, let's just say came out of the church, what is the self? Because mm. I was asked this, and I was just like, damn, like, what is the self? Like, not on no higher self, lower self, nothing. I mean, we can talk about that. We can, you know, we can make that a part of it. But I feel like even with the higher self, lower self, it's kind of religious in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is the self? And I was just really um, just, like, pounding on that, like, dang, the self. And um, I just had to, I had, well, I got back to her, but. I just wanted to ask you guys <clears throat> so I can get more insight what exactly is the self? What would you say the self? Um, I mean, and this isn't coming from just something I ended up myself created, but just from what I've studied, like with Muji and folks that are on that wavelength, it's like their vantage point is the self is the I am presence. It's the nothingness. It's, 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 I mean, really, there are no words. It's limitless. It's infinite. I mean, it, I don't, there are a whole lot of words that I have for that. Um, mm. I have right. I, for kind of <laughs> What's that? I said, I said, I said, right. Like, I know what you mean because I was kind of baffled when she asked me. Yeah. My cousin. With my cousin asking, like, what is the self? I was talking about knowledge of self. What is that? 
knowledge mm-hmm. is life. Mm-hmm. In that context, wow, yeah, knowledge is so. Ooh, um, hmm. I mean, it, first, trying to tease out the self versus the person, because the person is this, per, this, this, this being that we create and manicure and do all this stuff to. But then when you take that off, so you're not a mom, you're not a daughter, you're not a wife, you're not a this, you're not a hairstylist, you're not a researcher, none of that shit. Okay, then what? Right. And it's like, hmm. I know that I, it's a feeling because I've tried and I've, um, and there is no trying. Muji would say there is no try. <laughs> so I'm just hearing him like combat, you know, even what I'm saying because his thing is just be. It's just the isness of it all. Um, yeah, I, I experience the self when I am at my most turned down still state. That's when I experience the self because I'm not doing anything. I'm already there. There is no getting there. There is no, you know, there is no ascension in all of that. There, that the, the notion that he presents is the whole paradox of, you know, growing and, and, you know, ascending and all that is, is like, for him, it's like, there's, he says, and I love it, it's just captivating the way he speaks about it. He says, who is that that thinks that you're not there? That's not, that's not the self. Who's that speaking? Because that's not the self either. Who, wait, who are you talking about? Who's that? Muji. 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 M-O-O-G-I. Muji. Yeah, I've, I've been studying him for uh, several years, and it the shit he says is still like, huh? Okay. Is he like you a historical guy, or somebody like on YouTube, like lecturing? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can definitely YouTube Muji. Yeah, he's on on YouTube. Okay. He just does different talks. He does satsangs, which these people come and they people be coming with so many different like questions and all that. And he he will just keep bringing them back to these very sobering statements, like. Okay, like the okay, then what? Like that kind of stuff. Like yeah, like what? What are you? Who's talking? Who thinks that's a problem? Because the self is, 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 you know, it's just man. There's just so many layers of who we are. Even even the us that thinks that we got to put in work to, you know, in in our boundary span, right? Because I can see where I have room for improvement, but there's his thing is there's a part of you that doesn't need anything improved upon. You know? So it's um it's a good place to to chill out with. I think it's it's sometimes difficult when and again he would say that what I'm saying right now isn't the self talking. Hmm. You know? Yeah, it's like a I don't, really, I don't have an answer to the answer to the, to the self. Right, I, I was just like, <laughs> I was just, I have to think about it, like, hmm. But a part of me says that it's a, it's still like a, a dualistic type of measure in a sense. Like, it's still, because the bottom line that I came up with, I said, what is the self? Like, if it, if we have nothing else, we say no, no, 
you know, no sister, no wife, no mother, no, you know, worker, whatever your job is. What is, what are you? What is the self? And the thing I can ask, like the bottom line of it all, like the foundation, I would have to say is an electro, some type of electromagnetic entity. Like if you have nothing else, that's what you are. You are that combination of electricity and magnetism. Right. I would say, um, you know, when I went to that float tank, uh-huh. I'm not going to say it was the exact experience because obviously I'm still within, you know, this realm. But I will mm-hmm. say it was, I feel, a bit of a simulation of what it could mean to just dissolve and really just be be the spirit, just being like, I don't know, it was just such an interesting because I felt my fleshly resistance to that. Like, again, we always talk about, oh, you know, limit. I want to be limitless. I want to be able to just do what I want. I want freedom. And then you get it, and I had access to it, but it was scaring the shit out of me because there's a grounding, <laughs> there's a grounding reaction to some of our humanly woes, right? I mean, nine times right. out of ten, at 10 p.m., wherever you are, Somebody's either in bed, about to get there, or what, right? I mean, obviously, probability statistics. There's obviously outliers. But you kind of get into this human groove where, and then you just so happen to do a little study here and there. You know, we have these conversations on a Monday. But for the most part, the dominance of our being is in the, is in the human form. And so the what? The human form. I didn't form. hear the last part. The uh-huh. human form. The human form and all the things that come with that, all the logistics, oh, everybody, what time is it? All, all these on so many literal and energetic levels, even when we think, like, even in our best attempts to be attuned and to, to you know, work our frequencies and to, and to do things with spiritual intention, we're still not the nothingness because we wouldn't, right. there's nowhere to go and there is nothing to do. And when I was laying there, right. I was like sensing that, and it was just kind of fucking scary because it's like, <laughs> well, so now what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, and then I start having this thing because, I mean, it's somewhat psychedelic where I was wondering, like, oh, I start thinking, like, what if everybody was in a float tank right now and then we're all just nothing? And how is that going to be? Because. Like, I was like, what about all the work? What about all the things I want to be? And my, it, was all, it was all ego. It, it was really right. so the juxtaposition in that moment of my spirit being so free, but my ego trying to get in and get in the driver's seat. It did not like mm-hmm. that. It did not like that. Well, who are we? And what about all the work? You know, a lot of our issues, like some costs, which is why we stay in shit for too long or we – you know, we just feel like, oh, well, I don't put on this work. What am I going to get? And I felt like I had been gotten the short stick because I was like, well, what the fuck? Why didn't I just fuck off and not do, you know, those of us that think we've done good things in quotes, right? And all the, right. All the moral, right? All those different things. I was a good one. And now I'm just here with everybody else. Every, no matter what you did, we're all ending up in the nothingness. That's all of what my ego is going through on, on, on a on a on a literal level and also just like undertones that I gather from my journaling after 
because most of what I was writing was, well, what, you know, well, what is this? You know, everybody's just not, because the thing is, is oneness is the backdrop. If we're all, mm. if it's all one thing, we're all one, you hear a lot of the oneness concept, and that's also what, what my ego was battling against. I'm like, I'm not every, we're not all the same, you know, because that is <laughs> right. You know, that includes people that you don't, you know, like just like. the Europeans, everybody. Yep. That's, that's, that's another big ego thing. Probably a lot of, you know, more probably would want to hear, especially those that right. are really big on, like, having most of their life be anti-them. Again, very egoic. Um, mm-hmm. It's just It's just a lot that that simulated for me, and I'm still digesting it. But what was very clear was is that I had very tangible um, resistance to that type of freedom, and that really shows how spiritually oppressed we are. Because my my spirit, like I had access. Like as soon as you get in there, I just started going up. It was like I was going right on up. Like no no meditation. I didn't have to do any pre work. But something in me was like, oh fuck, this is too fast. You know, we want to ascend. Right. You know, we we bitch and complain about how long it takes to change, but we secretly kind of like that it's progressional, right? Because we don't have we just do digestible progressional. Okay, yeah, and I'll do a little bit, and I'll add a little bit. You know what I mean? We kind of say, man, it's been so long, it's taken me so long to get here, but at the same time, we we benefit from. How are you benefiting from being in your flesh and not fully your spirit? And how what does it look like? Here's the other question I have is what does it look like to just be absolutely in that realm, be being the just the self and not all the other things that we that we are? Is that possible in this world that we're in? I don't know. I don't know what that looks like and who's doing that right now. Right. Like are so you what just, would you say? Uh-huh. What would you say like from that from that experience at that place that you went to, the water place, mm-hmm. what would you say, like, really took you there? Was it, did they have music on? Was it just the darkness of it and you're just floating? So there was music. There was music. Um, the music, I wouldn't say, was integral, though. I mean, it, it, it didn't hurt, but I think the biggest thing was the darkness and the water. Those, those two components. I think, and just my my intention was to surrender. So I don't think if you went there and had darkness and water, and your whole point was to try to just fight the whole consciously fight it. Um, but yeah, I think it was the darkness for sure, and, and the water um, were the main the main components to that. Um, yeah, it was trippy. I, I really recommend folks trying it out. That's interesting too because I know like in the Hebrew, um, the Hebrew language or alphabet or whatever, the letter M, the letter M, like the actual shape of it is inspired by the waves, right? Mm. You know the up down zigzag, you know like a capital letter M, and the mm-hmm. um, and it was also saying like that it represents. It also represents chaos, and I was, mm. our blood or whatever, chaos and blood. And I was just like, that's so interesting because what you're saying, what you were saying too about the whole 
like the nothingness, because that nothingness, it, that darkness represents the chaos or the, the, yeah, the chaotic part of the universe, the darkness. And then the light, according to, you know, some, the light represents order and, you know, all of that. Just the polarity. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what? Maybe I was that's just like, wow. Well. That's yeah. the point. And then you're in the Maybe. darkness. Yeah, yeah, and when you said the word chaos, that just kind of, I just had like a flip trigger of like just remembering. There was a feeling of just like bodies just, because when I started to think about me, then I was like, what, wait, what if other people were doing this? And I was thinking about the whole, what if, what if us as humanity, we're just all here floating and nobody has to be anything? And it mm-hmm. felt, it did feel, there was a level of chaos to that, because there were just, I'm starting to remember a little bit, but there were like bodies, Everybody's hands were like stretched out, floating, just bodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. All, all, just everywhere. You know, all so calibers of people. What's that? It was others in the water with you? Like it was a big No, like no, big no. This pool? was in my mind. No, this was in my mind. Oh. I was in there by myself, but I started to imagine, like, my ego was struggling because I started to think about. Oh, so we're, what if we're all, for whatever reason, I went to that point of, well, what if we're all in these, in these pools? And what if this is life? That this is what we do. Right. And I, I, a part of me felt, you know, in, intrigued by it, but another part of me was really struggling with that because I'm like, again, what about all the shit I've already done? So that just gets zeroed out. Again, ego. Right. <laughs> and then. That's <laughs> me. And then I'll start to feel trapped. I started to feel trapped in it because what we don't realize is, and this is why stillness speaks big time, Ikar Tole. When you stop moving, you will learn so much. But this whole matrix is based on movement. Right. So we're missing out on the downloads and all this shit because we don't want to sit. You know, obviously, you know, the stillness, it really does bring forth the things in the pain body, and it allows you to process all of that. But, you know, everybody's ready, yes. ready set, go. Everybody's ready, set, go. And so it's um, – and I, I'm not saying – I obviously like to go too, but I think now I go with more intent. But even then, like, I have to balance. Okay, you've been doing a lot. Last weekend was the most. Did that ass down this weekend. Right. You know, we'll do the whole <laughs> self-parenting. It's self-parenting. Come here. Right. Come here. Your Checking down. yourself. <laughs> Checking myself. None of that. I don't care if you already uh, RSVP, you're not going. And then I'd be like, oh, you right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but seriously, because at what point is it filling you and then what point is it fucking draining? So Right. You got to too be, much. It's all of the balance. What's the balance? Right. Right. Balance it out. And it doesn't matter what you said at one point. This is why continual checking in is of the essence because basically I don't give a fuck if I said I was going yesterday. I might, that not, might not be in my alignment to go today. And I'm not going to get myself into going. Yeah, girl, I resonate with it. I hate <laughs> You know, it's okay if you're a heap of conscience. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see I that. really be- yeah, I be really feeling like that. Like, dang, I don't want to do it today. Now, I don't want to do. Yeah, I don't want to go here. Why did I even tell them that? <laughs> right, and that's that moralism. That's that shit. Even if you told them that, 
you have the right to change your fucking mind and think about right. what that communicates to the universe. You know, when you when we don't have our best interests at heart, what does that send out? Other motherfuckers who don't either. If you right. think that I have my best interests at heart, then I, I can't really fuck with you. Right. Girl, I th- and I think that's what how I just feel like with the um just like with, you know, the religious aspect of things, I guess I would say. The whole, you know, like the temple and To them, it it probably would be like, oh, you know, she's contradicting herself, or she's she's not a real Moor, she's not a real Muslim, she's not this, she's not that, she's not. But it's like, okay, but that if that's what I feel, if I if I feel like I don't want to participate, but I do it anyway because I'm so attached and concerned with what you guys are gonna think. What is that sending out? I'm not really happy. I'm not being myself. I'm now. I'm seizing you guys or the status quo or the rules or the moralism of the whole shit. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, it does nothing for me. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you just really it. That's a slippery slope, man. And that's, again, do the gut check. Like, what's your source of motivation for this? That's whether it's going somewhere. That's whether it's saying something or not saying something because you're worried about whoever else is around and you know that's not really uh-huh. good thing. It's just, especially as water signs, like I feel like we're predisposed. It's not that we can't get past it because I don't believe in the trap of that, but at the same time, like it's a predisposition. It really is to be like, oh, yeah, wavy, we're wavy, yeah, we're wavy. You wave your ass into some shit and you don't know who the person in the mirror is because you've been curtailing for everybody. So much, yeah. It's so routine. It's such a routine. It's so heavily ingrained that I mean, the restoration journey is going to be lit because good luck. The restoration journey is going to be what? Lit, lit. You about to put in major work now? Major work. Yes. It's because you got to pretty much rebuild who you are all over again. Who you really are. And shedding away all those opinions and shedding away all those duties that you got for this other agenda. <laughs> duties. Duties. That's real. That's real. What contracts are you signing without even, not even realizing, like, we be signing, that's how, man, I'm always watching, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this thing, uh-uh, this is ringing like it's committal. Oh, boy. You know, yeah. I don't know. That's what makes me a bit hesitant around. Just like I'll do it as long as I still choose that. But when I start to feel like, I don't know, I know that some of that started, you know, with Sagittarius, I used to be like, oh, they're detached and all this stuff. But honestly, we all we both had the same ruling planet, and Jupiter is big on like, if it's not gonna grow me, I gotta go. Like it's that simple. I have to go. Right. I gotta leave you. I gotta leave you. You know, you're you're trying, right. and that's anything. That's a concept that's outdated. That's anything. So I mean, mm. or this shit that we're being inundated with. Like again, at what point do we have to hold ourselves spiritually accountable and say, I have the wherewithal to choose and to right. create my frequency? You have it. There's and, and, and yeah, there's a book. There's a lesson. Sure. 
But at the end of the day, like, oh, well, I'm not ready. There is no ready. If, if we talk about the self, you're already equipped. So most of this shit that we're realizing is shit we didn't already have. We've had since, since birth, before birth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's... <laughs> Really, and we don't pick it that up. That me thinking. Yeah, we don't pick the shit up until <clears throat> we decide that. Oh, okay, I think I got it. You've been had it, and and you could have been benefited from it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's, that's a lot also to chew on. Like, wait a minute, I could have. And you know right. this. Like, think about the decisions that you made that have been paramount in your life, and then think about feeling that sense of. Damn, I should have been did this shit. I was tra- having trepidation around this, and this was for my highest good. Right. How is it that most of our associations with things that are, for, and myself included, I'm not on a highest good. You, you went out. Problem. You said how will what? Your phone went out. Oh, I was just saying, I was just getting ready to add a caveat. This is me also talking to myself, right? I'm just reflecting. But the idea is, how is it that the things that are for our highest good, we have so much reluctance around? Like, that shit. That's also very systematic. Like, they got us second-guessing what we already know is, is better for us. And it's like, right. we know we ain't got no fucking business letting this shit drain us. But then we're like, there's a moment where we're like, yeah, but it is real sad. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's one thing I'm learning. Like, I'm learning that mistakes is an, also an illusion, though, like. You just, that what? Like that fear. <laughs> like mistakes. Okay. I'm learning that mistakes are an illusion because, you know, some people will be like, oh, you know, that went against, you weren't supposed to do that. Or mm-hmm. you wasn't, you shouldn't do that. And it's like, you're really not even free or physically free. You're not even really physically free when you're so confined by all these duties and these groups and these rules and these different organizations that just don't allow you to just be you, the self. Like, well, I was just about to say, the self, the self. Yeah, That's just the, nothing. You know, like you said, just nothing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. really, and what that, is freedom if you can't, if you can't even, you're so confined, you're mm. just not free. Like, that's why I love that Erica Badu video. I forget the name of it. I think it's, um, I don't remember what, I forget what the name of the song. But she was just stripping naked through the park. Oh, and it's yeah. Like, window seat. Yeah. Yes, yes, window seat. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of like, it reminds me of that. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care which I think. I don't care. Because who said that that was right? Who said that what I'm doing is wrong? It's like just letting go, like just being you, like you just releasing all of this shit that is allowing you to not move the way that you would like to move. That's how I see it. Like it's free. That's what I'm really learning. Like. You know, people, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. That's a sin or that's, you know. I mean, we kind of have an idea, whether we ever read a book or not, we have an idea of what really is right 
and what really, I don't even want to say right or wrong because that's moralism, but we have an idea of, you know, what we should and shouldn't do. I'll say that. What we should and shouldn't do regardless of anybody trying to force us because when you got it in your mind, like, okay, well, this is what I want to do, and now you become a part of this group or this, now you have this duty, and it's, oh, you shouldn't do that. But in your mind, you feel like, well, that resonates with me. Like, what do you do when you're in that situation? Something resonates with you, but you're a part of something that doesn't permit it. It's kind of like, that's another form of slavery. It really, really truly. It really is. And they know that. This Again, this is this is very systematic. No matter what, people think, oh, but I'm a this, but I'm in the conscious community. Yeah, but that's a big yeah. thing, too, guys. Yeah. Hello. They know that. These motherfuckers know that. They know you buy your little products and you go to the farmer's market and you are the, the you're of those conscious people. You are a conscious. That's the person. That's the person again. And that's who, you know, again, at the end of the day, a lot of us, which is why, you know, it's so taxing when you finish your day because you've been so many people throughout the day. And when you come home, mm-hmm. like, huh, that feeling, that's really not, that's really not a necessarily, I mean, that says a lot. I'll say it's telling if you come home and, and myself included, where I'm like, oh, shit. Relieved like, now. I, I've been carrying all these different things. Yeah, that sense of relief and solitude just because, and some of it's because, you know, I don't necessarily want to just go out and be like, you know, all of us have like our harder side or our whatever side. I don't want to just give nobody, everybody's not deserving of all parts. And there's a lot of different things I think about with regard to how I show up in the world. But yeah, it is very toxic. You know, we could just walk out naked. There's times in the middle of the night when the moon's out, I just want to go ahead and take my robe off and just stand there. And I'm but right. It, it, <laughs> right. And just do the literal moon bath. Why can't we be out there on our front yard doing yoga and sun gazing naked or screaming or whatever the fuck we want to do. And, it, and we right. really actually think about can. When you think What's about everything in naked body, so it's like really what is, the, what is the big fucking secret? What is the big moralism behind, oh, you got to have your clothes on? Right. <laughs> what type of slavery is that? I mean, I understand it should be a balance, I feel like. It shouldn't be just looked at as a taboo thing if somebody was walking down the street on a hot-ass summer day like, I'm hot, I'm taking all this shit off. Why would that be a taboo? That's like, because our that is like an invisible barrier or glass ceiling in our mind that says, oh, no, shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do right. that. No different from Harriet Tubman trying to save the ones who knew nothing but slavery. You know, they born into slavery. This is all they know. She tells them, look, it's more to it. It's more to life than this. And they're like, oh, no, I ain't trying to leave the plantation. You crazy. It's a mental barrier somewhere, like, to where it's just a blockage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Looks like some other sisters joined the call. Can y'all hear us? Oh yes, I'm here. Hey. Hi, peace. peace. Hey. <laughs> peace. peace. I thought it was 
I just got in here because I'm. This is Creative Dreams. I'm just leaving the gym. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you did it. That's good. Yep. Yeah, we were just talking about like the self and what what that actually is. Um. Yeah, I'm still chewing. I think we're both still chewing on that. Well, ladies on the call, the new ladies who are just joining, what would you guys say is the self? What would be your most broken down, fundamental definition of what the self is? When you're alone with your thoughts, what the who that person is? Because like, um, like, uh, like you guys were saying earlier, you have all these different faces that you put on to the world. You know, it's like kind of like you just have to conform. You know, you might be around family members where it's taboo to talk about what, you know, things that we know and things that we've been discovering. Then you might be around your friends who aren't quite on that level yet, and so you're that person who your friends expect you to be. And then you're the person who work expects you to be. But this is like when all the dust settles, I think that, you know, who you really are in your thoughts, that that's the self. But but then I find myself as I'm, like, you know, searching and learning more, as, like, I'm consciously pulling those barriers down because it's like when I read more, my my mind is saying, okay, n- uh, is this okay? You know, like, are you, you know, is this right? And then you're just like, okay, just, you know, take it in and then sort it out later. But I don't know. It's like a constant deprogramming of of who I thought I was or who I was before I started learning all this stuff. Right. Shedding that ego. That's interesting because Jay Water mentioned something earlier, like self-parenting. And it seems like the self-parent or the parent, the inner parent, is like the self, I would say. Mm -hmm. In relation to what you're saying, like that one who just checks, you just check yourself. I shouldn't go here. I shouldn't spend in as many. I shouldn't you know, be worried about that right now because that does nothing beneficial for me spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Why am I going here? Why am I doing this? Or that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that a sense of self is, sense of self is more of basically just finding your value that resonates with you, shedding all the, you know, all the Things that we've learned, you know, that program us. It's just, it's just basically a deprogramming of yourself and just understanding who you are and living by your truth mm-hmm. and not anything else that anybody has set in place for you. Being able to say no to what you don't believe in and, you know, I think that's Who is this talking? It. Oh, Beautiful Humility. Oh, okay, please. Huh? 
I said peace. I didn't. I thought it was still creative dreams, but then I noticed. Oh it's kind no, of a- no, peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'll 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 say this. Um, in terms of this is how I how I feel like I look at it right now is that like the shedding of sorts and. Um, in this realm, deciding how I'm going to show up in the world based on what resonates and my, what lessons I'm learning feels like I'm becoming a better person. Um, somebody mm-hmm. who I, I, you know, feel proud to be and all these things, right? But I still truly believe or know, I just have, it's not even believe, I have a knowing that there's something in me that's that's in like a chamber and ain't nothing going to fuck with that no matter what. My attempt to do, there is no, and maybe it's just, you know, it's probably also been ratified by me listening to Muji so much, but it's just, there isn't, there's something in me that doesn't have to even work to, to become better. It's already, it already is absolute with what it is. And so I feel like what we're talking about, I perceive in my world is more perfect, um, the transformation of the person, which I think we're on this we're on this plane. I think that that's good work because the transformation of the person allows you, me, whoever, to have a more gratifying experience based on what our values, principles, whatever that stuff is, right? But the self, in my perspective, is is beyond all of that. Even that, that's just my right. perspective. But I know, the way that I know this is I felt it. Even in my attempts, even in my best of moments of doing and trying and, and suggesting and meditating, all those are still active things. Even if they're inactive, they're still an activity. Even if it's I'm sitting, but you still, there is no, there is no need to set in any, any intention for my I am presence. Right. It just is. I can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. I can't. I can't fuck it up, and I can't make it better. That's right. it. And that has been very sobering, humbling, and very freeing when I can go into that. When I decide to go on that vibration, because then I'm like, well, I learn a principle. Don't learn a principle. Sure. Like even for the best of things that we want to do in our lives, just know that there's something. It, for me, the, the thing that I tell myself is there's something in me that doesn't need to learn any other lesson, any other way. Because sometimes you start to get overwhelmed with, with your attention and your plans on becoming a better person, right? Of, oh, man, I really want to do better on that. I need to eat better. I need to drink more water. I need to... just, just hear that. Even though those are very great goals, it still is there's still something that doesn't require that. And I'm not saying that I do both. Like, I'm saying I'm in this flesh. I'm going to have the goals. I'm going to do the things. But I also just know what I think is dope is I use it as a tool. Like, if I'm getting overwhelmed, it's that reminder. Wait a minute. I forgot, like, for a second that I don't have to do any of this. And then you can notice how you will, like, change your physical body. Like, your body will, like, the, the molecule, you'll feel different. You're like, oh, you're right, like. You know, we don't read the book. It's a relief, yeah. Yeah, so I say use it for what it, you know, it's available to us. 
that notion is available to us, I think, for a reason. So, um, but I am in the same right, also real good on doing the shadow work, doing the things. Why? Because it has definitely had a direct impact on how I'm living on this plane. But there's a part of us that's not even on this plane. Right. Wow. That's, that really made me think about how <clears throat> that, um, like I was saying earlier, like mistakes are really an illusion. Because what you said, um, you know, it's all a part of the absolute. Like, it's all a part of me becoming, you know, because it's like <clears throat> naturally you're going to, well, I would hope, you know, I feel like naturally you're going to kind of have an idea of some shit you didn't went through that you know wasn't right or it just didn't resonate with your being. You're going to learn from it in some kind of way. And if it, rather it, you know, rather it's, you know, to the next person, oh, that's, that's okay that you went through that. You're supposed to go through that. But in your mind, you're like, fuck no, I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like that experience. I didn't like anything about that. I'm going to learn from this particular way to avoid that situation or, you know, even though it happened and it's like, and then for the other person who liked the experience, who's to say that either one is wrong, the one who didn't like the experience and then the person who was enjoying the experience, who's wrong? Because even with the person who's still learning from it, she still can, she still can grow from it in some sort of way. Mhm. So it's just, it all goes back to moralism, like what is really right and wrong at the end of the day, and what's really a problem? What's really a true problem? Oh, right. a true problem. Is, is it? He cartoled. He cartoled. said, "Ain't no fucking problem." Right. Like really, but even the and then there's that part of me that's like, but really, even the really horrible things, yeah. That that's 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 a problem. You decide that that that's a problem. It don't have to be a problem. Right. 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 They don't teach us to question that. They just they just want us to get in the emotional state, and then they want to do whatever they do. But it's no. Obviously, we're outliers by looking at how we're processing shit. But the average person is just out here processing shit. Oh shit! I'm pissed. Oh, I'm this. It's like. There's, mm-hmm. there's a separate set of us that are sitting and saying, why am I feeling this way? Why did I choose to go mm-hmm. here when I had other choices on where I could have went with this shit? Because that's, that's my lesson. That's where I'm going to be in this fucking physical world. I do like to gather my lessons. Although, again, I have that self that doesn't need that. I know I'm also still managing this physical body and all these things. So it's like, why did I? Why am I choosing to see it like this? And how am I benefiting mm-hmm. Because think about it, when you're in a when you're in an emotional state, are you able to be effective at like doing whatever you do or or whatever? It, it ends up paralyzing you. And then people say, "Oh, why, mm-hmm. you, why you didn't follow your dreams, man? I've been sad for like seven years." Okay. I never got over it. You heard people, y'all. Laughter is y'all. Y'all know that's just real. But that's true. Some people, some people do just let their lives stop. Like 
you know, they have one setback and then they just dwell in it forever. Instead of, because a a long time ago, I think I heard or read or something like that, where they said the worst things, like your worst fears have already happened to you or have already happened. So it's like, you know, you but you got through it. So, okay, death, maybe not, okay, not necessarily, okay, your parents died, that could be your worst fear, but, you know, death or a loss of a job or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, you felt your worst fears already happened to you, but you're still here. So why do you choose to let it paralyze you and why do you dwell in it? Because you know you're going to get beyond that. Tomorrow's going to be a new day. You just start all over again. Hmm. Yeah. So, I think people and that's what I mean by no matter if you're staying in that, like sadness, or if you're staying in a fucked relationship or a bad business partnership or whatever that is, how are you benefiting from that? How are you benefiting from mm-hmm. stuff is, you know, you get, because you, you worry about where you're going to, a lot of us are scared of success and scared of, well, shit, like what if I didn't have all these limits? Because we're so used to, identifying with the struggle. Mm-hmm. Who are you mm-hmm. if, you're not, if you're not struggling? Who are mm-hmm. you? Okay, I've done it with a client. I've done it with several clients, actually, before. Where I'll say, okay, you don't have that problem anymore. Okay, go. Now what? Now what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> you don't have it anymore. I just took it from you. And they don't know what the fuck it is. I got it. And then I hold my hands up and say, okay, now what? Well, what do you mean what? What are mm-hmm. you doing? You don't get the bitch about that. Well, but people—that's your mission. But some people you know, identify, right? That's how they—that's who they—that's their identity. Is you know they could just be a, a professional victim, like a victim for life. Uh, so once you solve their problem, they have nothing to identify with. They can't be the "woe is me" person anymore. They have to find a new person to be because they're just used used to being that. So they don't mm. really want their problem solved. They want. You know, a lot of people, not a lot, but some of those people, they want pity. They want to just stay in that same spot, stay stagnant. That victim. Victim mentality. Some of them people have been me. I've had to call my own self. That's how I know it when I smell it. Because it's like, wait a minute. You're benefiting from this. Until you're willing to admit how that and how you're benefiting from your fuck shit, you're not going to want to get out. You're not going to want to own it. You're like, no, there's no way I'm benefiting from being with somebody who's abusive. Really? There's, there's, there's ways you benefit from that. You get to, get, you get to look like, oh, well, I'm there to rest, you know, this is a really hurting person, and I'm being a good person. Listen, that, that adage has gotten a lot of us in trouble trying to be a good fucking person. That got, that mm-hmm. got me That's true. I ended up with a fucking stalker because this lady, because I was a good person. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I ain't taking nobody up. <laughs> Trying to help a motherfucker. Look up the etymology of um of nice. It means mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> being too nice. Fuck like around and get that ass. The shit you can't get out of being too nice. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what do you, why do you guys, this is what I want to ask, <clears throat> why do you guys think that, like, the whole idea, I guess, because um, people are doing it, but I guess it's more of the idea of it, is the idea of sex is so looked down upon. It's so disgraced. It's so, like, taboo and should be, like, um, I guess, huh, how am I trying to say it? It's pretty much like, um, uh, like, why is it just um, by the masses, I would say? Why is it a thing of grossness? Why would you guys, why do you guys think that? Because it's like we do it, it's how we get here, but it's never nothing. I don't I don't want to say it should be, I don't want to say why isn't it glorified, because it shouldn't be glorified. But why is it just, why is it so shameful yeah, and just looked just, down upon as just bad? Like the polarity of bad, we'll say, that's sex. Sex belongs on that end of the fucking polarity when it comes to the masses. And it's like, why is that? Why would you guys think it's that way? Hello? I mean, I think that there is, um, so hmm. when you kind of put that in like, okay, this is, I'm doing bad things. It's like, okay, you made marijuana, it was legal, well, it's illegal. So then you got all these people with this whole culture subculture built around hiding and doing little signs to drop a deal and, and whatever, right? So even with sex, like, oh, you know, oh, don't go in that drawer. It's my naughty. It, all this hiding and shit. There's there's something to be said about that. I think that that is its own vibration of not being able to just um, be the, the lack of transparency and, like, um, uh, what's the other word that I'm looking for? Just feeling... Um, I don't want to say not confident, but just feeling like you don't have to hide that. I think that it's a way to make people, it's luring. It's luring. I don't know if they created it that way to to make people want to, you know, go in the spooky jar and whatever. Because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like they've, it's, and which is why I think a lot of people, like especially younger people, it's like, oh, man, you know, all this pressure to have sex. I don't know. It's just I think that there's some extra shit put on it to make it more tantalizing. Because if it were to just be, oh, this is this natural way to like, only certain types of people are going to be interested in it being about the kundalini and all this other stuff. It, what the true meaning and all this other people are like, it's market. It's way more marketable to be this other thing. And I don't know when that started or if there was something. There's some other reason that predated some of the modern-day way of it. I don't, not really big, overly big in history, so I don't know that background, but I'd be interested to see if other folks are aware. But that would be my take in part. I'm still kind of thinking through it, though. Mm, okay. Part of me believes, and this is beautiful humility, <laughs> um, part of me, I don't know if you guys know about the Georgia Guidestones. Part of me the Georgia who? The Georgia Guidestones. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It um with the shadows and it kind of determines the time of the day based on the shadow of the sun. Right. The and way it has like a list the... of rules and stuff like that. And um mm-hmm. one of the rules is talking about like the population, how much, how many people we're supposed to have on the earth to keep to maintain balance. Part of mm-hmm. me believes it's partially because they wanted to maintain balance between nature and mankind, which is why they, you know, shun people for for doing it. And they try to, you know, they're people, because people use it for pleasure. And, you know, we get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of children. And now we're heading towards overpopulation. And there's an imbalance between human and nature. Like, there are more people than there are animals now. Like, we're overfishing, overcropping, over everything. But I personally believe it was for the benefit of Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Why it's shamed? Why it's sexist? Why looked down shamed. upon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like as far as the animals are concerned, as far as the animals are concerned, I feel like it would be a perfect balance if we all um, at least tried to partake in a vegan diet, you know, because the animals, they are going to do what they are going to do to keep the plant, um, you know, to keep like the bees. You know, the bees have their whole... um, their whole thing concerning, you know, helping plants reproduce and, I mean, their duty, their role in helping plants reproduce more plants and pollinizing and things like that, even the birds. And that's funny you brought that up, too, because (laughs) the animals, because, you know, the whole story, the birds and the bees, that was always um, in a reference to sex. And I feel like a... With the whole, wait a minute, I'm putting my son in a car. With the whole, um, I don't know, like, I feel like that could be true, though. I know one thing, when they tell us, like, oh, it's a, it's a drought, you know, it's it's a shortage of water. I feel like that's a shit on that. So the whole overpopulation thing. I, I totally agree with that, but a lot of people don't have sex to reproduce. You know, it's not, oh, I want to get pregnant. I'm going to do this tonight on this full moon or whatever so I can have a baby. It's not really, most people don't have sex to reproduce. So it's kind of like, that could be the reason. A lot of people don't take precaution, and usually that's the outcome, like, I, right. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like... That's just my thought. I feel like... Mm-hmm. It's not yoga. I feel like it's, like, because of religion. Right. Like, you know, like, the different religions. Because, like, growing up, like, my family was, like, heavy into Christianity. So, like, even, like, as little children, it was, like... Like, one of my aunts used to always tell me, like, oh, you... You bet, like, I'm, like, 10, and she was, like, always talking to me about not having sex, or if you have sex, you're going to get some type of STD, or you're going to get pregnant, like, you know, scaring me, not really 
talking to me about it, but, you know, like, trying to scare me away from it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's looked down because of, like, mostly, like, the religions and all the rules, like, oh, you're not supposed to have sex until you're married, and, you know, if you have sex before then, like, you know, just a lot of shame that comes with it is because, like, the, religi- the religious beliefs behind all that. Um, I agree. And then I came across some information. I haven't, like, done my own research yet, but, like, I came across some information that basically was saying that, um, I guess, like, it, it pretty much was saying that, like, we really didn't come to Earth to, like, reproduce. And it's, like, when you reach, like, a certain point of enlightenment, like, it was talking about, like, men how they sperm, like, is water, and it wouldn't get, like, women pregnant. It wouldn't? Yeah. Hmm. Like, it was this guy basically explaining, like, oh, like, when you, I guess, reach a certain point of enlightenment, it's like when, you know, because, like, you, basically his his philosophy was, like, you didn't come here to reproduce, basically, like, you came to become immortal and to, like, tap into your fullest, like, spiritual potential and connect, you know, like, to the earth, like, you know, connect to the earth and the universe. And, you know, when you reach that point, it's like when you having sex, like, you're not going to create, basically, your sperm is not going to get anybody pregnant. Hmm. Because of what, though? I'm not sure. That makes sense because I remember Bobby Union was talking about that too in that that lecture with the whole what if God was the devil? And he was saying like like the Egyptians and Kemet they knew that um like that's what it was that's what they used it for. They didn't use it to always reproduce. It was for spiritual enlightenment and for the male to to keep his to ejaculate instead of ejaculate he would ejaculate and it so that it can go back up to his spine for his enlightenment purposes <clears throat> and I just thought it was interesting because when you really think about it um sex is everywhere like when you really think about the masculine and feminine principles coming together, that's sex. So, and really and truly, that's the mind. That is how ideas are birthed is through sex. One side of your brain is masculine, one side of your brain is feminine. And when you allow these two to bounce off of one another, that is how your pineal gland is activated which is another form of sex. Everything has a sexual undertone from the way that they advertise things to us. Do you, um, are you guys familiar with Carlos Jr. or Hardee's? I know in a lot of states it's called Hardee's. But it's like a fast food place. And, oh, and they got it. food. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's a star, a little fast food yeah, place it. with a star, this little star uh, logo. Yeah. Like they used to have these burger commercials, and the woman is just 
biting into the burger off below and the um <laughs> the um the sauce or whatever is dripping out, ketchup or whatever it is, dripping out and then she'll she'll wipe it off of the burger, like wipe it off I mean not off the burger, off the little paper on the table or whatever, the drip ketchup. She'll wipe it off and lick it with her finger and put it all in her mouth off. <laughs> and I think that is funny. Like that's how they use they use these particular symbolisms and imagery to <clears throat> to sell things because they I feel like in my opinion they understand that that is the fundamental way to get here and the fundamental way to to get out of here mentally to get out of here mentally. But even when mm-hmm. you die, think about it. When you die, you came through a hole. You could consider the baby, I guess, the phallic symbol. The baby is traveling through this hole. And then when you die, you're buried into another hole. You're put into another hole, another vagina of the earth. It's mm-hmm. like everything has this sexual undertone from, like we were talking about earlier with the bees. Even the bee, you know, going to the flower, that's like the masculine principle coming to this feminine, this feminine principle to help produce or to put this pollen into this, put this pollen from one flower into another flower. We can look at this pollen as the sperm because really and truly this is how flowers reproduce themselves is through the bees. A lot of plants reproduce themselves that way. You can look at it um, when you're doing rituals, when you have the magic wand or a chalice or a knife, a sword. You're using this sword. They would dip the sword into the cup. They would dip this sword into the cup and, you know, to to for some type of symbolic ritual. Or they will use the the magic wand and, you know, put it into different, like, yoni, yonic type symbols of things. From the from the raindrop, from the rain dropping onto the ground, I feel like is has a sexual overtone. Even with the whole, um, the African drums, like when I went to this little uh, cultural area yesterday that they have every Sunday, it just made me think about the drums, like, because I remember reading something back in the day about how um, the African tribes and stuff, when a woman was getting ready to get married and lose her virginity, they would do those tribal, they would play those drums. And I always wonder, like, why would they play the drums? Like, I thought they would do the drums all the, you know, for whatever, just just to celebrate, just to be happy. And then it hit me, like, the sticks is is like the phallic symbol. And these drums represent the yoni, the stick representing, like, you know, trying to penetrate, trying to come into a, or trying to penetrate the hymen, trying to penetrate a virgin, a virgin vagina until it finally pops and breaks. And then it's like she's now initiated into her womanhood at that point. But, um, uh, Yoda made a good point because I really truly believe it's the religion and three weeks or what four weeks ago whatever it was when we were talking about uh, Yoda boss and the whole um, the whole 
you know, enslavement and ego and just the whole, I guess you want, we can call it the devil aspect of everything. It, it just, it, I can't help but think like, it, like it takes me back with the Adam and Eve story and Creative Dreams. She posted the, um, you know, the the scriptures talking about the scriptures, and I just can't help but think like, wait a minute. Like she said, why wouldn't if it was God? Why wouldn't God want us to have knowledge of self? Like really think about it. You know mm-hmm. why would it? Because that's what it, it has to. That's I, it has to symbolize that. It has to be the tree of life is ignorance, as they say. Ignorance is bliss. You just living. You don't know shit. You know you don't have no type of spiritual awareness. No way of protecting yourself. Just like how religious people are today. It's just I'm living life. You know and. When the good guy calls me home, I'm I'm going to go home. But they don't even really think like that because they still pray, you know. And when they get sick, they'll still pray to, to protect themselves in some sort of way. But, um, or not protect themselves, but they'll still pray so that they won't die. But anyway, <clears throat> when yeah. you think about the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge, and this tree of knowledge is talking about you will know good and evil. And it just makes me think, like, this serpent told Eve, or we could say Sophia told Eve, um, you know, she gave her the the knowledge, the light there, Lucifer, or Lucy, whoever you want to call it, Sophia, whatever, gave Eve, because Eve, or the feminine aspect, represents the receiver. It, it it takes inwardly. So it only makes sense why she would give this knowledge to the woman first versus giving it to the man. But in my opinion, I just wanted to see what you guys thought of it because from what I feel from that story, it's about sex. It really and truly is about sex because how I see it is like, how are they... You got this tree of knowledge. You will know good and evil and know what the gods know. This tree of knowledge mm-hmm. has to be knowledge of self. It has to be knowledge of who you are. It has to be because when you really think about it also, remember when they got this, this particular knowledge that Sophia or the serpent gave them, right? Once they got this particular knowledge, they were covered up. They covered themselves. What the fuck was that about? You're covering your genitals. You are now aware. You're no longer just living in ignorance, in ignorance, in in a blissful state. You are aware of your genitals. You are aware of good and evil. You are aware that hey, I could be raped, or I could be, you know, I could be my little kitty cat can be taken. Let me cover this up for as far as Adam too, like. Let me cover up my penis as well, you know, and then Yadabroff or a.k.a. so-called God went through this garden. Like, hey, what the hell? Like, how did y'all know? Like, he knew that they had, he had to have known they had sex or did something. And he was upset about that, right? 
he was upset that they were covered up. Why was he so upset that they were covered up? It's because he had to have known that they knew something. They discovered a part of themselves that had given them some type of enlightenment in some sort of way. And guys on that call, when we first discussed um, all of this Gnostic information about Yadabroth and all that, and how he wants to keep us enslaved, and he's pretty much jealous of us because we got the divine spark from the divine mother, he's using the Europeans to, you know, help with our demise. It's like, why would sex be so shamed and looked down upon if it is a source of helping you understand who you are as a person, enlightenment? Like, if you guys ever look, if you guys ever look into, like, Tantra, Mm -hmm. of course you are, of course there are benefits um, and keeping, you know, holding your orgasm and things like that, but when you really, really think about it, like your orgasm, that peak, that feeling, that electricity that is going through your body, that electromagnetism that is flowing through you, that is your endogenous state. That is like, that is what it is to be like the God, to know good and evil, or just to know the polarity of things, to know that to, that masculine and feminine, just like the bottom that has a breast and got a dick. You are that is your God state. When you feel that orgasm, that is when you are in tune with the universe. That is, I would say, in my opinion, an orgasm is what the cosmos feel feel like. So, mm. I don't know. This is just my theory. You know, I could be. No, I I like it. I'm just really like I. Yeah, putting it together like it just makes sense. Like, wait a minute, something sucks going on uh medium or no give me a large if it's a jacket yeah large because it's a jacket but um yeah like this is just my theory you know i've never read this nowhere this is just my own insight like just really putting mm-hmm. my own com- intuition as well as logic because you need the feminine and the masculine principles logic represents the masculine intuition represents the feminine or insight represents the feminine and I just feel like like this whole if sex is how we got here and sex is in fact it is a representation of getting some type of spiritual enlightenment it's kind of like why is it so shame why is it so and then when you think about marriage it's kind of like, oh, you got to be married to this one person. It's like a whole other slavery all over again. What other colors are they got? What other colors they got? It's like, a, um, I just feel like, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I, I guess, I guess, I got a question about. So I love what you're, the points that you're making. I'm, I'm still trying to um, allow that to trickle down. The thing that I keep coming up around, though, is this whole let's get drunk and fuck and, yeah, let's just have sex and almost as being used as a form of escapism and and other things. So then I'm just trying to couple that with, like, is that just something really 
good and sacred gone bad only um, because I know that and they just kind of reinforce that by selling that to oh all these little ranches where you go and do whatever and no strings and like I'm I'm trying to figure out where to place that kind of energy because I feel like there is one side that and that's for me coming from more of a um, more of an orthodox or whatever kind of background of like you know, sex must be in these ways and you must do missionary and this is the way and all these little things. And, um, like that school of thought, which is more of like, you know, sex is own yeah, the restriction aspect of sex versus like this other energy that's just like, oh, yeah, like like the Mardi Gras, like fuck it, I don't give a shit, I don't want to be anybody, I just want to fuck this girl or whatever, right? Just that that energy and I'm just trying, and then the energy of like the purity of what it really is, and I'm and I'm sure there's other other parts of it, right? But those are like the three main like discs that I have, have spinning, and I'm trying to gauge like what, yeah, what what about the the part of the the people in the groups that are all into sex as a form of rebellion and and just being careless um, about right. it. Right. I think it's. I think it's all. It is. Um, people is in their lower self with it too, and I feel like. But really and truly, <clears throat> what is the ultimate, most ultimate form of? I guess. Um, connection. We can all agree that it's love, right? I would say it's love, and you got like even with the even with the more their number one principle is love. Love to keep them justice. Love is love. Everything is about love. Even giving away that ego, like you were mentioning earlier, like with the European. I know a lot of us don't want to admit it, but it's like you know you still got to have that love for others. Period. And I feel like that's really what it was about in the beginning of time, people probably were doing, having sex like crazy for pleasure, for, for manifestation purposes. And somehow the way that you can snuck in and went in the lab and got to create these STDs and, oh, I'm going to put an end to all this fun, loving festival stuff they got going on. I'm going to stop all that. Another way to disconnect us from knowledge of self, uh, uh, getting that spiritual enlightenment, really acting your androgynous self, because <clears throat> unity is also um, synonymous with love. Can we agree? Having unity for your fellow brother or sister, being united, you know, we got unity and love is kind of like the same thing in one. And when you think about it, on a mental level, on a on a, a mental plane, like I said, we have masculine and feminine mental mentally. Just like aggression, anger, that's really and truly that's associated with a ma- the masculine part of your mind. Just like loving, nurturing, caring, that's associated with the feminine part of your mind. Regardless if you're a man or a woman, a man can be loving and nurturing, and caring, and you know receiving and 
all of these things because he's accessing or tapping into his the divine feminine part of his mind. It's like a woman. She can go off on your ass and access her divine masculine, or she could be just like a single mother. They get that activeness, that activity, that drive, and do what they got to do for their children no matter what. That's her accessing her divine masculine energy within herself. So when we when we're dealing with um, the genitals, however, we only got one, right? We only got one or the other, unless you're hermaphrodite. But for the most part, most of us, we only got one. So that instantly, instantly demonstrates the lack of unity of our androgynous, our true androgynous state of being. We are androgynous beings mentally and spiritually as well. We are androgynous. But physically, everything is separated. Everything, and in order to connect with your androgynous self again, is through sex, through that orgasm. So it's like unity would be uniting of the principle, uniting uniting of the of the, the phallus and the the yoni. I mean, this is just my insight. I'm just, you know, pitching it to y'all, see what y'all think. I've never read this nowhere, but I just feel like that's what it is because it only makes sense that, you know, love, unity, sex, um, spirituality, creativity. Well, I would say those three is like a trinity. Spirituality, sexuality, and creativity are one. I don't even want to say creativity, but just spirituality, sexuality, and unity. All of those, that triangle, I would say, represents or demonstrates the ultimate form of love. Because what else is love? What else is love other than spirituality, sexuality, and unity? What else demonstrates love other than those three? Right. Yeah. Um, hmm. I guess I'm trying. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out like why they push. I mean, obviously, you know, there's different ways that you can have a sexual encounter with somebody, and you could be in certain frames of mind where you could just be trying to get this person to do what they got to do and get off of you, or you could be in this state where a lot of folks that, at least in my circles nowadays, is like, okay, what can I manifest and how do I use this sexual energy? But do you think that they just kind of let or kind of push empty sex just because it evokes that impulse? Or I mean, I'm just trying to see. I need to get off the table why they push it so much. Because even yesterday, I just so happened to be watching. It was kind of on, and I don't even—I don't even know how I ended up. It, I just ended up looking up, and it was on. Um, and it was talk. It was a, a dancing show, but then they and I, because I've been watching them um, just on the media, which is why I really don't watch TV too much. But I'll, I'll turn it on every every now and then on certain things. And this this was this uh, show that basically they acted like they had a slip, but it wasn't. They they actually planned that, and I've seen them doing the acting of, oh, make sure next time you push him really hard 
and like saying shit like that. And then I'm like, <laughs> like to do the dances. And it was actually Dancing with the Stars is what it was. And mm-hmm. which again, I'm really not a fan of, but for whatever reason, I just happened to hear them say that. I'm like, wait. I was like, they're totally playing this. And then she's like, oh, yeah, like, just saying little shit. And I was like, they're using this. And then I started thinking about some, like, and no shade, but shade, some, like, little rusty looking. And, again, I know at the end of the day, like, they're, we got to deal with them, and I'm not trying to hate them, but I pick fun, whatever. Some, like, European man sitting up being like, oh, yeah, you know, like, thinking about this blonde girl bouncing on his dick, you know, <laughs> It's just, it's just that. That's what I'm, because that's what is so, as much as all the sacred sex is all dope and sounds amazing, what is all on all these shows and all this shit is just like empty, dirty, let's be nasty sex. And it's just, and how, I don't know, just like how transactional it is and Oh, I'm gonna bust on your back. I mean, I'm not getting graphic here, but you know what I mean. And no respect, <laughs> just you know, slap you around, you know. And I'm not talking about like I'm all good with like consensual kink and like do what you got to do, but I'm talking about like straight, just on some other shit. So I'm trying <laughs> to see where all that fits in because that's a big backdrop to the lower vibrational shit that's on this plane where I don't think people are thinking about what the fuck next level shit they can tune into. They're just, you know what I mean? So that's uh-huh. still sex, but it's like, uh, I guess I'm just trying to figure out how that couples with how they got, how did this uh, Are you saying, like, how did it get so, like, just defiled and so vulgar now? When it's, yeah, it's just like, because what you were bringing up, like, makes a lot of sense. Like, obviously, like, okay, the fact that they pulled it away from us because they knew the power, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm that's, that's, you know, you've got, like, different pieces of food in your mouth. All that. It's like I'm trying to mix in different things, and I'm not sure what I'm tasting. Because I got one piece of my mouth that's saying the whole Adam and Eve thing, and, oh, don't do that, no, that's bad, you don't. You know, you only get to do this and you get your little pass and it's very regimented. And then you got this, oh, yeah, you want to fuck a girl tonight? I got you. Like, let's go. Let's go get them. Like, and this just like dirty, you know, defeat. Just like that, which I'm like, why would they have that? that. They have the European have their their play in that, like, just the whole environment. They defiled right. a lot of things and made a lot of things, you know, gross and yucky. Like, if you guys, do you guys know the 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 history behind the, this is not even really related, but the history behind, you know, like, the, you know how they have the mud fights and the mud baths? Like, European people in college, they'd be in the mud and fighting and girls with their little white beards on with no bra underneath. They're, um, they're just, do, like, doing their little wrestle games or whatever in the mud. That came from the history behind that. The Europeans used to play in their own shit. That's what Mm. they used to do. They just transferred it over into, um, you know, the mud fighting. And now it's, like, looked at as a a sport of fun or whatever now. But I would say, like, the defilement and the whole um, looking at it just, 
I guess, like you said, in a low vibration really came from them. Because when you think about it, too, the whole STD, now it's like, okay, we got to be, you know, we got to be careful. But in ancient times, they were having, like, sacred orgies and having all these different sexual um, events. Like, even on the hieroglyphs, they have it. You know, multiple, uh, is on here? Oh, she's not on here. But they was having, if you, it's so many different hieroglyphs and stone of like threesomes and just all kinds of different little sex parties. And these were, these were like um, spiritual enlightenment and spiritual healing in some mm-hmm. way. That STDs got incorporated, HIV got incorporated, all this defilement got incorporated. And oh, wait a minute. And then wait think about minute. this. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Because I really mm-hmm. want to bring this. Think about. And then when they did that, because when you think about this too, all STDs, even HIV, has a patent, meaning it was invented, meaning it has mm-hmm. a cure itself. So that means they knew what the fuck they were doing. They didn't want people to be um, involved in that. And then they created condoms which is another form of they asked us to get paid. They created the condoms. And then what does condoms do? Condoms are, I mean, not condoms. What is rubber? What is rubber? It stops electrical current. A lot of electricians, when they work, they wear rubber shoes because mm. disconnects the electrical flow of things. It'll, you'll, get, you'll get your ass shocked with some plastic. If you're wearing rubber, it's like a um, it like it stops the 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 currency flow of the electricity. So it's like, what's really going on with this whole sex being shameful? Because like I said, everything has a sexual undertone from the way that the from the way that the rain hit the ground. That's sexual. Drums. That's sexual. Why is it a stick beating on something? That's a sexual overtone to me. Like everything is like that, and they use that to promote their to promote business, to advertise. But yet, it still looks that shameful. But go ahead. I just want to let that out with the no, whole time. Yeah, that's, that's, real that's real shit. Especially with like you said, with the frequency and the um, the electric electricity of it all. Um, no, it was just something really simple. Just to, It, it, it kind of is helping me tease apart the, the, the kind of trichotomy I was working with of sorts. Like, I think what I was realizing is, okay, they like, okay, go ahead and fuck. They realize that we aren't getting that out of it anyway. I'm talking about the average person fucking. So there is no threat. Go ahead and fuck. And, yeah, Here's all these things that we're going to get, you know, they benefit from it because they know what state of mind people are in doing it. Because I was like, well, why would they promote it if they knew how much power it had? Because they know we're not operating from that space having sex. Mm-hmm. And so, they, you know, I don't know, it's just something to, just for me to think about, like, because I couldn't understand. For me, I'm always looking at why would they, why would they put it in our face? Why would they be pushed down our throat so much? If they didn't seek the benefit, and they they're they're not really threatened by 
the little population of us that are doing all this intentional sex because the average person is fucking mindlessly. And after they, you know, and maybe, I, I mean, this is stereotypical because there definitely are women who will fucking keep it moving too. But, and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. but with that, I'm just saying they, they know that there is a lot of, I mean, I hear a lot of transactional sex, um, and I'm not even going to say it's empty. I'm I'm saying that there is some empty sex, and I've, I've gauged, I've heard it on the other side of my apartment, where it's like they're in there and they're doing their session. Nobody's necessarily thinking about, they don't give a fuck about each other's ascension. Like, not beyond that moment, you know, and even then. I don't know, it's just, I guess I could see why they would go ahead and let it. Otherwise, they would have been then put stoppers on that. They would have been then regulated to shit. And, you know, it's only in the religious. I mean, then at the religious part, though, still is a big um, push, though. But I guess, I mean, obviously, they are still regimented in church. But I feel like they're starting to get a little bit, I don't know. I haven't been in a church in probably too long to even share my opinion on it. But. Right. <laughs> I the last time I was in it, I felt like, because I know I was one of them, church going, and the one boyfriend that I had in my life, um, serious boyfriend, he was, like, going to be a pastor, and we were having sex. So it was like this weird, un- it was almost like don't ask, don't tell, but you knew people were fucking in the church. Most people right. know people are fucking <laughs> in the church. So, and look at that, know, though. What is that? Why is it that we are told, you know, get married when you, I mean, have sex once you're married? Who's really fucking following that? That's like, mm-hmm. that's consistent to our being. Nobody is really fucking getting married as a virgin nowadays. Right. Like. And if they are, but check this. Now, that's deep. If they are, it is because they have intentionally denied themselves of what they naturally are desiring in a real pure, like, way. Because right. the, the couple versions that I barely know, and one of them, it just had to definitely drop my ass when she knew I was dating women. She was done with me. She was, well, I don't remember what type of Christian she was, but she was not fucking with it. She was a fixed sign. I didn't change my mind, and it was just a wrap. But anyway, this particular individual was like, no. I'm a virgin. I'm like, but but you're fucking dick. So how? What is that? And so right. she, it was this hiding, like, oh, but then that's you know, but that's I'm that's just because you know I'm waiting, and it's like you want to fuck, you want to have sex, you really do. And isn't it your desire? Doesn't isn't there a Bible verse which kind of ironic for me to be quoting that? But I remember hearing something about God judges the conditions of your heart. So if you want to fuck whether you fucking or not, you're already there mentally. Right. So you know, isn't that or something? You know, I remember talking about that. Or the pastor, or the pat. like, again, the guy that I dated was pretty well known in the church. So I would, he would take me to meet these pastors. And I would be looking at the pastors, obviously reading their energy. I'm like, this man want to fuck me. This man is undressing me while he's talking to me. I'm standing right next to you. So you mean to tell me because he's decided that he's not going to act on it, that he gets, you know, don't tell God see that too? What you sitting here thinking? Mm-hmm. I have a friend who is 28, 29, and she was a virgin. Like, she, you know, stays in the church, church 
three times a week, you know, very involved. And, um, you know, 29 years is like, you know, she's been denying herself so long. And then finally she was like, you know, I prayed on it, and I know God will forgive me, but I just have the desire. And, you know, like, what what if I never get married? She was like, what if I never get married? Then I'll just be a virgin for life, and, you know, for what? So I was like, Think about the flip side. People are not interested in no virgin. I mean, unless you're young, you know, high school or whatever. But me personally, like right now, I'm not going to date a, a virgin man. Cause, <laughs> seriously, though, like I, didn't, I wouldn't even want that. It gets of, weird after a certain age. Yeah, like what? Uh-uh. <laughs> like you haven't what? Yeah. And I'm gonna be your first? Oh no! I'm, don't even let uh, me fuck your life. <laughs> right? <laughs> and don't you fuck up my experiences? I don't, I didn't ask to see. I'm not trying to see. I mean, yeah, you want to contour, and everybody's not gonna know your body. But I'm talking about. I don't want to be your your master teacher. No. Right. It's kind of like, huh? Yeah, and she was twenty nine. See what I'm saying? Like that's that's that yeah. <laughs> that's all I can say. What's up with that? Like, but here, okay, here, okay, here's what's trippy though. Okay, so don't have sex until you're married, and then when you get married, you can fuck like a jackrabbit. So then, is there a way to to to? How are these Christian people having sex? I mean, hold on, let me back up. Let me not. That was very judgmental. I'm just saying all these people who subscribe to, to, these, to these things, including Christians, but anybody else who thinks that, okay, put up all this pressure and then have sex, like, is there is there a, a good Christly way to have sex? Like, I'd be wondering that, actually. I've wondered that since I was little. Like, damn, so they be fucking? Like, do they cuss when they fuck? Like, is that okay? Or do you only get to say, like, I don't know. It's just, I mean, some of it's kind of funny to me to think about, like, I'm sure it is. If they're mm-hmm. all basing the whole idea off of moralism anyway, I'm sure it's some type of rules, boundaries. No, you can't do me from the back. The woman has to be on the bottom because the man is the dominant. He's the leader of the family and all this shit. So oh, the one, you're the bottom girl, you know, the missionary or whatever. I'm sure they do have their little um, rules. It might be considered satanic. To let a man do it from the back, doggy or like I'm sure they got their little boundaries and shit. And this is not, then that's just for the benefit of the man in that case because exactly. like I'm just doing this just for him. It shouldn't be enjoyment for me, you know. Then it's like force, and then mm mm I was reading a long time ago where this woman, she was married, but she was raised in a church. And she, I think she, she, you know, she waited until she was married, like 32 years old. And then when she finally got married, she had one time. But she was, like, she had been, you know, like, programmed all her life to believe that it was so bad and shameful that she didn't even feel right having sex with her husband. Like wow. mm-hmm. she did okay. Wow. 
five years to her husband, and maybe they did it two times because she was just so ashamed. Mm-hmm. There was some counseling show, some counseling show probably on TLC I saw it a while back. Just because okay. she just like it was wrong. I just want to say, sis, how the fuck did you think you got here? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what two times in five years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like twice. I think it was like twice in five years. And her husband, he really loved her, so he was like being patient or whatever. But it definitely had an impact on their marriage. Why? That's why they wanted the show. Whatever man, like, and his energy is being spread out. Like, that's, wow, that's the, it's just, I'm just still trying to figure it all out and wrap my whole mind around it, but I feel like, I feel that's, like, um, and, you know, then he didn't want to, like, pressure her into it because then he'll feel like a rapist or something, you know? So then it made right. him feel like, you know, he was a, a bad guy for wanting it, but he was patient because he loved her, and that was his wife. But Yeah, and then he's attached to that because what about what he, you know, then there we go, being a good husband. This is the same shit with being a good person. Like, mm-hmm. just, now, it, it'll get you, man, like. Now, parts of who he is, who he truly, truly is, and what he want to really, you know, act out in in the physical plane is dying. A part of who he is has to die because of his role or his duty of being this good human. Right. I guess you say. That's why I was saying yeah. like, there's no mistakes. I really, truly believe a person can't make no mistake. I mean, you know what's wrong, and I don't even want to say wrong, but you know what you shouldn't do and what you should do. Like, if you kill somebody, you that's something you got to deal with at the end of the day. You know, like, you have to deal with it. I'm not saying that is, you know, good or bad to kill, but at the end of it all, that's no one's business, no one's dealing, no one's unfoldment but yours. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same yeah. thing sex, like. You finna just let a part of who you are is an experience that you want to fulfill. You just gonna not even get to experience it. And I feel like people like that reincarnate because your energy is still here. Like you really didn't get to live out the the material experience like you should have, and got to learn from your lessons and elevate from your lessons. That man probably like let's say they got old and was married, you know, sixty years now. And within 60-year time frame, let's say they did, like, 15 times. Mm-mm. That, <laughs> that <laughs> I'm sorry, but that, I feel like your energy will still be lingering around because you really didn't get to, you know, experiment like a scientist, like the God you are while you were here. So now you got to incarnate to kind of, like, get those, I guess, urges or desires out now. Crazy. Well, I like, find it a bit interesting. Do you? I find it a bit interesting that, like, it's like you go from 
okay, now my boobs are growing and my ass is getting, or, like, you have, like, the puberty aspect and then, like, this disassociation with your body, just for example. This is just an experience. But And then you go right from that to giving it to somebody else. Like, I'm a big advocate for self-exploration. Now, I understand, I know this has been talked about on the call before about, like, the adage of why would I need why why wouldn't I just let somebody else like obviously people are gonna have their preferences on how they want to receive pleasure and and probably I would I would estimate that it is probably elevated for most people when it is with somebody else but like I just find it interesting that as a child who I started my masturbation journey when I was really young and just exploring that and how bad, how much guilt I had around that with the Christian backdrop and and just all the little sneaking and watching porn and and all of that, just in the, what some would call, with with the devil is what some would say, you know, in in like conventional whatever thought frame. So it's like, I don't know, it was just there was no place to process self-exploration, my own sexual my own self as a sexual being or any of that. It was just like you don't don't touch yourself and then get you a husband and you can have sex with him and have a baby. Like it was just like it skipped so many steps of just like, and I feel like there are a lot of um, even married women now that even if they are satisfied in their sexual relationship with their partner, some of them aren't, and I would say a lot of them aren't. But those that are, even then, it's like they don't have an, um, a good relationship with their own bodies. And they mm-hmm. don't have that. There's such a disconnect. And they suffer, I think. They they don't, either they suffer or they don't have the, the heightened of the experience that they could have because all of that, and it, it can create a dependency too because it's like, Oh well, that the dick gives me that, and yeah, I'm sure dick could help. I'm obviously a bit biased, but I I've had dick before, and I get it, right? But <laughs> I also know, <laughs> I also know that like I, so I, I I had dick before, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, give me my, I got my sticker. I voted. I did my. I had my share of dick. Um, there's an excellent one guy. He was like, it was just a lot of sex. And I don't know, that's a whole, that'll be at the sister's retreat. I don't want that on the recorded line. But um, <laughs> anyway, basically just thinking through that and just thinking about how even when I have been in or at different points of abstinence, I've maintained a, a relationship with myself. Um, and I find like, it's powerful to know that I can bring myself to climax and not need, it's not, and it's nothing wrong with enjoying, and I also know the metaphysical power of that connection. And I also know that it is different with two women versus a woman and a man or a man and a man or whatever. Obviously, like, from energetics, I could see where the male and the woman from a biological standpoint could be, especially with the polarity, masculine, feminine combination. Like, yeah, I get all that. I'm just, my whole point in bringing all this up is just the disassociation with our own bodies and how we're shamed around our periods and then we're shamed around these things and our 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 secretions, how that's a thing. And, oh, you better clean that up. You're nasty. And 
just all of that. And honestly, over the past couple of years, I've taken a lot of that back. And for me, it's been very empowering to be like, yeah, this is my fucking menstrual blood, and you better be glad you up your fucking eyes even seen it. You know how lucky you are? <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't fucking right. know. You know what I mean? But and that's, it, it's, it's been so much undoing, though, because I did a workshop, and this is how I knew I had a problem. I did a workshop where we had to paint with red paint with our hands. I couldn't even touch the paint. I didn't want to touch it. It felt too much like blood. It felt too dirty. And then I realized I had work to do. And, and from there, and that was about two years ago, and from there I started doing a lot of work with blood and doing ritual and stuff like that. And that's been so restorative to be like, this is our shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Plants, animals would, would kill for this, you know. I, you know mm-hmm. I don't know how many people have found their, their dogs trying to find a pet or whatever or whatever, right? They, they're doing that for a reason. They know the power mm. of your blood. So, right. Like, just turning all this shit on its side. But I think, obviously, like, the sex and how sacred that is, but I also think, what about you and your body? And, and, and they know you're not attuning to that. There's What mm-hmm. education, sex, that thing are you going to where they're saying, you know, get a, get a mirror out and look at your yoni. Most, most women have mm-hmm. never even seen their anus. Right. Or men, or or men, but I'm, I'm this is the woman's line here. I'm just saying, all right? We most of us, and damn sure ain't put it in the sun. It Wipe the dust off of it, but somebody blowing us out. That's what I'm saying. Like, get it in too, but get it in with you too. You know, right? And you don't always yeah, I was gonna that. say that. Yes, yeah, dating yeah. yourself is so important. Like, <clears throat> I think that is what people should be doing for the most part before they get into a dating relationship with someone is dating yourself, like really getting to know yourself, talking to yourself, write a love letter to yourself. Like that self-love goes a long way because, again, you have everything you need within you. You have the masculine. You have that feminine within yourself, you know. And I feel like that's very important for people to do you know, really get in tune with who you are and date yourself. Know what you need and what you like and what you don't like instead of being with someone and having to conform to whatever they bring to you because you really don't know no better. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I used to do that a lot. I used to write love letters to myself a lot. And I think that really helped. Yeah, you know, I smacked my own love- ass. I smacked my huh? own ass. <laughs> I said, I smack my own ass, and I mean that literally and proverbially, like, yes. <laughs> you know, right. Lick my you know what I mean? I'm like, what's up, sir? It is to be me. Right? That's like, a- you find shit. You know, you have to do that, though, and it might seem silly. That's that mirror work, you know, and mirror work can be done on different topics. You know, sometimes you got to look in there and cry, and then sometimes you got to look in there and get fucking turned on and get corny just looking at yourself, gyrating around in the mirror. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Because that's think about it. Think about it. If sex is so, if that energy that comes out of that is so sacred, in in all the ways you have that energy is always connected to something outside of you, then that's 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 an issue, right? If we right. are the universe, 
and all this stuff is all within us. And again, it's okay to share with other beings, but if you're not in tune with your own universe and you're not self-sufficient in that way and, and able to, yeah, like that that's a big deal because then, again, you go back to that dependency shit where people not leaving because the dick or the pussy's good. And then it's like, I'm not going nowhere because I got this. And it's like, because they know how powerful that is and how restoring it is and what it does to the mm-hmm. skin. All those, like, whether it be earthly or spiritual things, benefits to sex. But at the same time, like, again, if you had a sexual relationship with yourself, intimate, I'll say intimate relationship to include sex and other things, you wouldn't be so, like, you'll be a little bit pressed, but not pressed. Like, mm-hmm. you'll, be, you'll play press, you'll play press, and it's cute to be like, ooh, whoopsie wop, but you'll never be like, oh, my God, like, I got to just deal with bullshit just to get it in. Like, if you, you just, that just it wouldn't be worth it to you. Um, mm-hmm. All right, right. I think that's what it is with the husband, the whole, like, husband and wife are just marriages too because a lot of people feel like trapped in them sometimes like oh I can't leave I can't be free I can't do this I can't do that because they really don't have that relationship with their selves like you said oh the, oh, the dick is good the pussy good or whatever and now they just stuck and lost in the song they don't know nothing else. They don't know how to explore with their own body or explore with their own mind and really transform that sexual energy into something else, something else creative that you can bring about throughout the situation. Yep. And I think, I mean, I really do think the moralism is that's what's really driving all of that. Like, I don't know. I, I, it's it, 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 it says a lot. Like the whole with with staining for the sake of being able to say that you that you that you abstain. Like, oh no, yeah, I'm a for. And you, I've met this one girl. I'm like, and I, I was about to say her name, but I'm not. But basically, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yo, you still? I'm like, so you still? I mean, not judging her, like, but I'm also kind of just really curious, like, so y'all have been in like a, I think they were in a relationship for like six years, still hadn't had sex, still hadn't done anything, like other than like holding hands and I think maybe kissing. But I'm like, but you want something different. So, again, like that's that, that misfire, that lack of congruence with how you're feeling and how you're showing up in the world, like that shit sets a tone. And then it starts to like you build off of that. That's your foundation. So now it's like, Yep, I'm everything in the opposite. Like you know, no, I'm I'm committed to being whatever. And really, you thinking, damn, I just wanna just wanna jump his bones or whatever. Like, <laughs> do you know how fucked up that is to keep trying to hold all that together? And that's why you got people over here just like breaking and losing their shit because they decided to be this person and and, and own this identity that says, oh no, you know, I'm. I'm from this tribe and this is what we do or, like, these are our customs. And it's like, I I don't Mm -hmm. know, maybe it's because I have Aquarius in the fourth house. I just feel like I don't give a fuck what family traditions. Like, I'm definitely one to break family traditions. If I don't fucking want to do it. Make that mistake. Make that mistake. Yeah. Just 
Listen, why are we doing this? It's only a mistake for somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. Why are we fucking doing this? I don't want to do it. And you got people like my mom being like, well, this is, you know, well, we don't, as a family, we don't, listen, like, I get a unit to a degree, but if you're threatening my peace of mind and shit like that, even you Mm -hmm. can get it. I love you. Right. Even you, know, you can do it. Right. That's in temple people. <laughs> I have to tell they asses. Yes. This is cool. I like how this is going. But now, you're stepping my bound. You you pushing it now. <laughs> Telling you what the fuck I should be at, where I should, what meetings I'm missing, and what the fuck I need to be doing, bitch. No. Ooh, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm telling you. <laughs> They'll make you go there. And this, and this but check it. Like, I this get the whole the, unity. We're one shit, but hold up. I still got other things I got to do to where I can't right. make no goddamn meeting. Now you take my peace of mind. Shit. And you see how that energy, though, will show up, whether it's in a Christian setting, whether it's in a temple setting, mm-hmm. whether it's on some conscious group committee, whether you're on the fucking library committee. That thing is a thing. And it just it's wears y'all different masks. <laughs> it's who? It's Yadaba. <laughs> Probably that little fucker, yeah. <laughs> that energy. That's just, that prisoning conscious energy, I guess you can call it conscious. It's not dealing with the unseen, really. The cold, the Real shit, the chaos, because everything got to be orderly. Everything got to be like this. Everything got to be got to, got to, got to. Even people who, like, it's like, obviously, I'm in some, like, alternative lifestyle groups, uh, you know, and it's like, I'm in these different groups sometimes, and, like, just socially, and I'll see people, and it's like, oh, no, we're all poly. And I'm like, what if I don't want to be poly? You know, I'm kind of like. You said we're what? You'll you'll meet like these different groups or whatever. And with me dating women, I oftentimes will encounter just different other alternative lifestyle type of people, whatever. So then I'll see people and they're like, oh no, we're all poly. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's not, I'm not, you know, that's not what I do. Right? And it's like, Mm -hmm. even just like, so the same notion. No, like, we're all about no restrictions. And you, you seem like you're trying to. Listen, even that, even you trying to get me to be your type of free is not okay. See what I mean? Right. Flip. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's all the same judgmental-ass energy, controlling-ass energy. What if you mm-hmm. want to be regimented? Because people think, oh, no, we, we do what we want. And, no, we don't, we don't wake up at, what if I want to wake up at 6 a.m.? Am I, right. what am I, what am I then? I think that's what they really mean. That's what they really mean by the true definition of selling your soul, I would say. Because it's like, you really getting rid of what you want to do. For what, though? To please someone else. It's all ego driven. Because you please in this group. It's, you please in this group or this, you know, this other, I don't know. Like the mm-hmm. military, for example, like you said, that just made me think of military. Like, I don't give a damn how you feel, how sick you are. If you're in the military and they put that little horn in your 
face while you sleep at 4.30 in the morning, you got to get up. I don't care if you had that drink last night or you just not feeling good, you feel sick, you sold your soul to them. You got to get your ass up. Like, ain't no ifs, ands, buts about it. You have to play this role even if you don't want to. And that's not, no, that's not life. That's not living, I feel like. It's not living and it's not being. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Gotta get it and conform to their will. So, um, I can't even tell right now. I'm driving. What are you asking? How many people are on the call? Oh, yeah. Um, are you guys on? Iota, I'm here. Here. Okay, so um, I wanted to bring up for the uh, for the trip. I wanna. I don't know who all plan on staying, but around May first is when I'll be booking. But um, so far, I have five deposits. At Miota, um, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. Neota, Sacred Joy, um, Soul Garden, Wise Onyx, and like one or two more. They gave me their deposits. But <clears throat> for May 1st, I want to book the stuff. So if you guys want to, um, you guys can have everything in to me by then or. You know, everybody's going to get their own room or whatever, then that's cool, too. But I just kind of need to know so I don't, like, book a house that's too big or too small for us, you know. And whoever do decide to get their own room or stay at home, because I know a lot of people live in Atlanta, you guys are still more than welcome to, um, you know, come to the house and hang out, cook, whatever. Whatever we're going to be doing is but as far as spending the night, I don't know because, you know, when I book it, it's based off of the amount of beds and stuff like that. So unless there's room on the couch for you, then you might have welcome to be on the couch too. But I want to book it on May 1st. And so so it's going to be last week. How much would the rest of it be for um, to stay in the house? It's 200 total. 200 total. So, no, if you already gave a deposit, it would be 150 150 okay. And that's yeah. for the five days? Oh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave for your cousin, too, so. Yeah, it's, it's more people, 60 people. So, uh, two, one, six, like two, 300? Huh? So, it would be 150 And that's for five days? Mm-hmm. It's from um, the 8th to the 12th. The 8th to the 12th, okay. That's yeah. really not bad. Like, that's really cheap. 
And I'm actually thinking about driving out there. Me and my cousins going to carpool, so that way we could just, you know, have some transportation when we're there. And whoever need, like, help getting rides from the airport or whatever, be an assistant to that. So, and I think my husband is going to come, too. Not He's not going to be at the house. Him and my son is going to be at a room. They're not going to be at the house, but it's just another vehicle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, drive. Huh? I said, that's a long drive. I know, but we do it. We do it all the time. But we be going. My husband, he be going back and forth to Louisiana a lot. So Georgia ain't gonna be that much, that much of a distance. I can't. My cutoff is like five hours. I'm done. I don't like being in the car. (laughs) Right. That's why we gonna take turns. (laughs) I would have to be on some serious herbs for that long. Seriously. And wrapped up in some sort of tortilla or something to keep me from flipping all around. I just, yeah, <laughs> confined space, long periods of time. Mm. I know. <laughs> That's why we're going to get out. We're going to stretch every little state. You know, welcome to Texas. Welcome to Arizona. Welcome to Louisiana or whatever. We're going to get out and take a picture in front of the sign. So it's going to be kind of a little cool experience. So I have a question. <clears throat> um, is anybody bringing their kids or? Yeah, you you or... can. You're more than welcome. I know you're breastfeeding, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, you can. But I know he talked about it at the beginning, but I don't know if people like still doing it. Or you said what? Like... I think since I know we talked about it, um, like when we first were talking about booking a trip, but I didn't know if people were still, like, going to bring their children or what. Yeah. Um, another sister, she ain't, she haven't been on. Actually, I don't think she will be back because that's actually, yeah, she won't be back. That's, um, yeah, but she won't be back, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> is that? I was gonna say that's that one of the ones it. from the temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to tell me what I'm doing and why I ain't coming to every year. I shit to do. I love to tap dance around that. You're like, yeah, uh, uh-uh, no, yeah, no, you won't be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, but she got a little. She got two little ones, and one of them she was she's breastfeeding. In. She was initially gonna come too, but I know she's not gonna come. So whatever. But yeah, more than likely you'll probably be the only one. But I don't mind, you know. You know, I don't mind at all. So that's still uh, you can bring your baby. But I mean, I do. I did have plans. I don't know if y'all wanted to go, but I did want to go out once I got out there. Yeah, man. At least one of the nights. So, you know. Let's get lit in. Maybe you can leave the baby. on You could more than welcome to stay at the house. Or I guess if your sister don't want to come, you can leave the baby with her. Or whatever. You know, it's up to you. So what part are we going to be in? Because I do have family out there. Hmm. Atlanta. Oh, what city? Okay. Yeah, like what part are we staying in? Like are you, like, booking a house, like, on the outskirts or, like? 
Well, I want it to be as close to the airport as possible. That's why okay. I really, you know, I want to get the money in because so I can kind of know, like, you know, the amount was available for the amount of beds we need. You know, where is it going to be at? All that. Like, I got to consider. So, wait, I don't want to put too big. On the, on the amount. So, okay. You, I know you needed the 50 like yesterday, but the 150. When is you said everything in by by the end of this month, right? By May first, the whole time, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, Lee. And then, or if you guys can like let me know, even if you don't, like at least the deposit, so that way I could just pay it, you know, because I don't want to wait too too late. Like, if you could just at least have the deposit, then I know for sure you're you're gonna be there. Or give mm-hmm. me half on it or something, you know, by May first. And I can um I can um just go ahead and book it and then you could just pay me back. So that way I could kinda still know, you know. Right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Because um, we are I can't believe it, but it's like we've been talking about it for so long, but it's actually like legit coming up. Right around the corner. Yeah. Right. And that's what we said. Still on, sis? I'm huh? still here. Hey, yeah. um, so yeah, we should um start probably meeting again, I would think. Mm-hmm. Or put it off since it's a smaller group. I don't even know, but we I just wanna bring to like what we have been kinda of talking about amongst ourselves, just the um some of our ideas around because I think it's gonna impact what people bring because we were talking about like Certain activities and stuff like that, so I'm more than happy. Yeah, to see if they got a water, see if they got that water place out there, the floating place. Oh, they uh, do. Yeah, they do. They... Mhm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they have one. They have one in the city. And, and I, I want to go to that thing, guys. The thing I, I put in there. What's his name? The uh, the, the that will dance or. Um, the workout, I would oh, love to do it. Get up oh, and yeah. yeah. Get up sure. and do a workout and then go grab a bite or something. Like on Saturday morning or something. Yeah, I think it does happen on Saturdays, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, like, so we can know, because I, I, I like getting excited. Plus, not for nothing, I need I need to, I'm probably going to pack in May. I'm probably really going to pack in May. You're going to pack, pack in what? May. Yeah, I got a lot of travel coming up, so I'm I'm gonna be packing for trips in advance and just having just like not not bags zip, zipped up, but you know I want to already kind of like have my stuff no. that I'm gonna be bringing to that. Yeah, because it takes me a while to find stuff I like and all that. So yeah, ah, I'm excited, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sound like it's gonna be. How many people do you think is gonna be, Mina? Like, you know, at this mm-hmm. point, an estimate. Um, so far about eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Probably, but ten mm-hmm. or less. Yep. That's from deposits. Well, yeah, from yeah. deposits so far. So. so it seems like it's I mean, it'll be like under 15 probably, you think, if you add the other people 
Like I know I haven't given you my money, so I'm I'm an extra one. And, and me then, too. That's what okay. I'm on. Ten, eleven. Ten, eleven. Traveling. Okay, here's another question. Do you guys, where are other people traveling from? Like, Nina, you're from Cali. I'm, I'm out here in D.C. Are, are other folks coming from other, like New York and other places like that? Or where are those other sisters from? I'll be coming from Cali. <clears throat> and my sister, she's going to be coming from uh, New Orleans. Okay. Oh, um, Soul Garden, she's coming from, she's coming from um, Utah. Okay. Utah. Huh? I say Utah. That's not right. coming <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's what I said, girl. How do you do it? <laughs> I know. Yeah, she's in Utah. That's um being being on Instagram. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, she's in Utah. Like something, well, nature based. So, 
we have a couple of mountains around here. They're not like what you would see in California or anything, but <laughs> it's something to hike. And they have um, like state parks, so they'll have water like creeks and you know little rivers and stuff like that on it, and just a good little um, a good little scenery going on. They have a couple with little miniature waterfalls in them. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like it'll be cool. I like to um, hike. Yeah, I really think this one um, state park would be a really good place for us to go. And it's not even that far outside of Atlanta because the way, you know, Atlanta, everything is kind of spread out. So we commute everywhere. So it's not even that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to do some sort of ritual outside, um, some sort of something. I don't know if there's water down there or. Yeah, there is. There is. That's why I'm thinking this little park is called Sweetwater Creek State Park. Mm. And it's that far outside of Atlanta. But they have um, little miniature waterfalls here. They have hiking here. Um, there's a river. It's pretty. It's really not. Did you, are you looking it up? Yeah. What is it called? It's called Sweetwater State, Sweetwater Creek State Park. Okay. You can take some dope ass pictures too. Sweetwater. Um, and but, it's yeah. not too far out. Right. How far is it from Atlanta? It's it's fifteen miles outside of Atlanta. Outside center of Atlanta, but from the south side, like what's closer to the airport, kind of like where I live, it'll be like thirty miles. But that's it's still not bad. Still not the best. Eleven, eleven, guys, or in the East Coast at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to look up Creative Dreams. Then the stuff that I was, I just want to put it out. Um, just some of you guys just to see what folks are driving with trying to find that um, list of different things we were kind of talking about um, let's see so here are some things that I was kind of thinking um is that like at the beginning, like day one? I don't know what time people are planning on arriving there or what time everybody's flights, if people are flying in or the locals got to work. I don't know all that. But I was thinking like, um, and these are just ideas, but I was thinking like you have a time where people can kind of check in. And this is where, like, I'm planning on getting there pretty early. I think my flight lands there uh, like early in the morning. So I might like go grab a bite with my cousin that lives out there, and she's. It'll be pretty brief because we're not super close, but um, yeah. So 
and then, like, try to get to the house to set up, like, have a little, like, refreshments there and people can come. Because I was just trying to see how we're going to do, like, rooms and stuff like that. Like, do we want to already kind of know who's going to? We want to do a pull out of the hat, whatever. I don't know. You know, I like to look at the tomato sauce. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that I, <laughs> seriously, like, from the numbers. Yeah, and just, like, and then maybe all collectively come and, just, like, set intentions for what we want to get out of it. I think that's always powerful, like, as a group, and then what we want to get out of it, like, together. Um, collectively, and then I was thinking maybe we could just, like, have, I don't know, I, I, these are just, like, to start off, but just to try to figure out, like, at first, I didn't know how many people were going, so I was like, oh, should we have, like, certain sisters talk about, like, different herbs, or obviously, like, somebody like you, me, and we would know, but it would just, I, I don't want to assign anybody stuff to do, like, I want people to feel, do whatever they feel, so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I don't. I also don't want it to be so scripted that, obviously, like these calls start off with one thing and we end up talking about sex at some point, um, or other funny stuff or just whatever. Like, and that's kind of the beauty. So, I don't think it has to be completely scripted. But I also would hate to come out there with all these like dope people that you know we don't get that physical space and not take advantage of it. You know, because we didn't be like, I don't want to be on a call after the trip and be like, damn, we should have did that on the trip. What were we thinking? So I think getting ahead of that, you know, I would love for us to have a thing where we do, like, we're all white and have some sort of, like, that be, like, a thing where it, it's around some ritual, not just wearing white, but obviously, like, that heightens the the vibration and all that stuff, other stuff. But just, like, in unity uh, on some nights, like, you know, where would you want to wear on, on whatever, but... Like, on, during certain rituals, I think it is more powerful. It can be, I won't say more powerful. I'll say it can be a different type of experience when everybody's, like, in somewhat of a attuned, um, aligned clothing and just, I don't know. So that was one of my ideas like that. And then also, like, the tribal time where we get to, like, just, and plus I love taking dope pictures, so I just thought that would be cool. And just having fun with it, you know. And then the other dope thing was doing, like, our spirit name T-shirt. I wanted to, like, turn on music and just, like, talk and chat and, like, like do, like, a little art night together, you know, shit like that. So I'm just putting these ideas out because um, these are just things that we were talking about. Have a sip stroke night. What's that? That's what, that's what I was thinking. Have a sip and stroke night. Yeah. Where you yeah. sip wine and paint. <laughs> yeah. So paint a picture. Um, but don't I was someone who um made T shirts or have a T shirt machine, something like that. Somebody oh, did. Yeah. That's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well I definitely do that too. So we just need the shirts and then, what, the lettering or something? Well, no, I would make them. I would make them and bring them. So, oh, okay. Like, yeah. 
But I'm curious, like, what else did y'all, like, envision when y'all, like, what else are y'all thinking about getting out of this? Or, like, what what type of experiences um, did you guys want to have while there? Hmm, For me, I just want us to really connect. Like, for me, I didn't really wanting to connect with nature as well and just have a good, open, fun experience where we could just share, talk, and really um, have, like, well, we, we always talk, but, yeah, just have it, make it fun, um, you know, relaxing, because I work and do, you know, so much other things, and just, <clears throat> just being around other women to really have that cook and, you know, all the other good, fun, spiritual things. But um, as far as the teaching and not teaching, but I did kind of want it to be like that. But, you know, as far as us or whoever, whatever their craft is or their specialty, because that's why I asked in the beginning, like, what are you, what are you good at? What do you want to, and what do you want to learn, you know, from this, from this call or from this experience? So it's like I know we all have our strengths and we all have something that we're willing to to give and to to show to be open with. So I just wanna um, you know. And then it's just a trip for me as well, so get away. Right. So, um yeah. Um for me, it's, um, I feel like it really wouldn't be no different from what we do, but other than us incorporating what we what we do personally, that's why I said I, I want to bring some things. I want to bring you guys some herbs. I want to bring, you know, maybe some deodorants or something or whatever. <clears throat> some of what I do, you know, how I flow. And then, you know, incorporate whatever my like the full moon ritual, you know, do what I'm going to do, what we all can do, because this is what I would do if I was at home, you know, my full moon ritual for Sagittarius, you know, even though it would be personal to me, but, you know, we all, that's something we all can do. And, yeah, the all white, I really love that. I really wish we can be, like, near some water or something when we're in the, uh, when we're wearing all white. <laughs> Especially on that day. Yeah. It's crazy. And it would be nice, too, to go out. Like, whoever, yeah, I mean, you can go out. Like, I don't know. I've, I've started to, I used to be, like, queen go out. And it's not that I'm, like, righteous and don't go out. I just, I'm just a lot more selective now. But I feel like y'all are worthy of me going out with. Like, I'm just picky about who I'll go out with now. But I feel like you know, <laughs> right. I've had enough time to vibe out with you guys that I feel like that would be dope, you know, for us to just have that and it not have to be everything has to be about a principle, you know, or directly, right? We can go and just fucking shoot the shit and kick that and do whatever too. So I feel like as long as it's like a good balance of that, which I think it will be just because of our own personal attunement. I think it's going to be cool. 
And right. if it's not, I'm going to put it this way. Like, put it this way. If we went out and somebody started to trip with y'all, fuck with y'all, they're going to get their ass beat. Like, that's how I feel. So it's just going, um, you know, for real, like, um, <laughs> No, that's real. Like, we're a bunch of powerful women in our own way. Like, that says a lot. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't well, know. Well, I just talking. know because that's just how I am. Like, if you and me, uh, what? They just going to have to kick us the fuck out then. Oh, well. Let's go. <laughs> you know what they say about cancers? They say you are dangerous as shit. That's what I've heard. If, when you guys are provoked to that point, one of my best friends is a cancer. She cool. But if you really fuck with her and hers, like, it's really a wrap. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And I believe it. I do. But, yeah. I like that we're going to be a tribe out there. Because I haven't really been to Atlanta as an adult. So I like that, you know, the squad will be there. And, yeah. Um, it'll be cool. Like, I don't think that I'm trying to place this in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, it goes back to the shit we talked about before, like, just being um, spiritually equipped to know how to handle fuck shit. Like, you know, they say do no harm but take no shit. Like, that's real. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I'm, I, I think I think a lot, not a whole lot, but every now and then I'll think about that lady that lives above me and the shit that I put out there to make her leave. And so we had a new guy come around, and I was just trying to send him out and make sure he wasn't some little redneck type guy that was whatever. And I, just to know that I have that power. Like, if I don't want somebody there, I know how to get them out of here. Like, it's not even... You know, it's not this impossible thing. Like, that's very empowering. And I think, again, coming from more of a Christian background, I never felt that type of empowerment. So it's just it's a little off topic. But that's just, uh, just that reminder, like, how much power we really have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So the water stuff that y'all want to be near water, is that like when the moon is out that night or is it just, you know, like a the daytime activity or what? Is the park open at night? Can we can you be there at night or you know our parks be having that closed by dusk type stuff? Yeah, I think it probably closes at nine o'clock or at sundown at dusk or whatever. Well, if we at the house so it will be nice. I really wanna be outside with the moon like that night. Right. So if we can get outside at the house, we can do the other stuff out out at the park, but that night it'd be dope to like go out there and the weather will be nice so we can just do some do some shit out there. Like I don't know if we can do like a bonfire or something. I don't know what we'll do but I want it to be around being outside with the moon directly. And like bringing our crystals out shit, we can make a big ass grid, like I just right. to me if all of us are so powerful Let's charge this shit up. Like, bring your shit, bring your crystals, 
you know, bring your sacred, other sacred sounds, noisemakers, shit. It's, I hope these neighbors know what they're getting themselves into. And then the next morning we're gonna wrap, we're gonna wrap them with water, with copper wire. You said copper. Mm-hmm. Mm. The next morning. So everybody's doing out their crystals. <laughs> then we just put them all together. Y'all got to remember the size. You don't write it down if anybody got an issue or whatever. And we're going to make a big ass bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> 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 the way you just said that shit. Like, yep, going to make a big <laughs> fight <laughs> Put y'all on speaker and then go on the internet on my phone. So mm. I ain't even trying to do all that right now. Whoever <laughs> on the call, well, that's what we're doing. Or whoever's on the call that's coming, I'll say. Whoever's not on the call that's coming, I'll let them know too. Yeah, like some sort of group meditation where we go into like another space, like. I'm happy to, I, I want to participate, so I wish we had somebody to just bring to lead the meditation, but if, if needed, I'm happy to assist with that um, in, in my own way, but I want it to be collective as possible. I feel like we could all just, like, still make it happen or do some, also, like, uh, I and if you got a crystal that's special to you, just don't even bring it, you know, or if you feel like you don't want it to be in, just don't bring it. Right. Right. I really want to make my own waist beads, too. Can we do that? Hmm. I really been wanting to make my own. Oh, that would be good. That would be really good, too. And then we can tie Wrap it all the crystals in there and chain them together from the copper wire. Put, like, little chains from the copper wire and connect them around. Yeah, and like we think we that'll be like the night we talk about our sacral because I would like to just like really get in detail about like just I don't know or like I would I would actually love to do like some move like have somebody lead movement I I do I I'm not gonna say I mean I've been dancing my whole life but I'm not gonna say that I'm nobody else can't dance but I I don't mind helping out with that too just like let's turn on some music or either all of us just. Do what we feel, but I would like to open that up. Like, if people aren't as comfortable, if it gets weird and nobody's willing to do it, I'll do it. But basically, when we, like, open that up, like, all of us tapping into our sacral at the same time, that could be very powerful. And just, like, what talk about what comes up for them or, I don't know. There's so much. There's so much, Michael, because we really have talked about so much over all this time. So, Yeah. I have some stuff in store for us, definitely. Can you can you put us all on our especially for this Sagittarius energy because I really just have an issue with that Sagittarius energy for some reason. You do? 
Yeah, my dad is a Sagittarius. So it's kind of like, yeah, something I want to deal with personally for that night. Huh? Who's a Sagittarius? My dad. Oh, got you. Yeah. 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 Yes. Mm -hmm. The shadow of the Sag. Yeah. Right. Mm. But, yeah, I have my little personal little stuff, you know. But for that evening. But I'm going to definitely, you know, share with you guys what I do and, you know, how I go within myself and what we can do. And whatever you guys, whatever, you know, ideas you guys have as well, you know, that you guys do or whatever it is that you do on your full moon rituals, I really would like you guys to bring that out or share share that because that's what I plan to do with you guys. I'm, like, okay. lately I've been doing, like, moon yoga. So I feel like uh-huh. that would be good. I said, like, lately I've been doing, like, womb yoga. Mm-hmm. Who? <clears throat> womb yoga. Oh, yoga, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be good, like, connecting to our wounds during that time. Like, womb massage and stuff like that, too? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Whatever you got, you got to love that because I, all I know how to do is a handy thing, really. That's just it. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like if I can do a headstand for three minutes, at least three minutes, I'm good because I just feel like everything gets back flown. It's like when you flip like a, a drink or something, a soda or whatever in a plastic container and you just flip it upside down and then you finally put it back up. Everything is shaken up and mixed up again. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. that's all I know. So if you can show us some yoga or whatever, some stretches, like you you know, you see it, but I would really like for somebody to show me because I've never had, you know, I never went to a yoga class. It's different from going on YouTube, learning something, or seeing something. You know. <laughs> so I'm making a list right now of what just so what stuff to bring. So crystals, all white, like uh, hiking clothes, right? I'm just trying to like capture this stuff. Um, oh yeah, for the crystal, crystal. What is it? Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake Park. Oh, or Crystal, crystal Creek. Park. Sweetwater Creek. Sweetwater. Oh, Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Right. Yeah, Sweetwater Creek. Sweetwater Creek. Okay, hiking clothes, um, all white crystals. Um, so what about something to go out, like going out outfit mm-hmm. or something? Going out outfit. Um, okay. Um, what else? I want to go to the crystal shop. So I figure like that could be like a daytime activity I was thinking. Um, like to, obviously we can't go there at night. So yeah, wherever. How many crystal shops are they out there? Or, or is there just one really good one? There's one really good one. I mean, there's a, a a few, I guess, but there's one that I have in mind. 
Okay. Um, you can look that up online too. It's called Crystal Blue. Crystal and, Blue. Um, and a uh, little five point. Okay. They have a website. Do they? Let me see. Okay. Yeah, Metaphysical Supply Store. Mm-hmm, it comes up. Okay. On Yelp. You'll see it on Yelp. Oh, um, June 8th. Which day is the full moon? The 9th. Okay, so that's on that that's Friday. So then what do y'all, do y'all want the first day to just be more chill than the, than the, the Friday, should we go to the hike on the Saturday? Mm-hmm. Like on the 10th, we go to the park? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, until I see it, like, like a little itinerary, I, it's my brain, I, I need it to be written down like that. All right, so the 10th, so the, the first day is just be, like, more chill, all at the house, I would think. Or I think we're going to have to go get food. It's 11.33, blessed be, master numbers. Um, I think we're going to have to go get food, right? Or it would be nice if we could all go get stuff for the house. Like, um, is there a farmer's market or, I mean, not a farmer's market, like a Whole Foods or somewhere like that around there? Yes, they do. They have okay. um, They have whole, some Whole Foods out here. They have some sprouts out here. They have this other um, place called Seven Donna. So they have stuff. Okay. All right. So Saturday's the hike. And Saturday is ruled by what? Saturn. Okay. All right. Friday night. Y'all still there? Yeah, I'm yeah. here. Oh, okay. I'm Transformation. I really went through a lot of transformation within the last year. Really. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Since the last four years. <laughs> but within the last year I have. That would be dope to share our stories, really. Because I would love to hear how we all got here. Like, Oh, I'm going to tell you about the time when I set this guy up. And I set him up like in a in a... <laughs> 
like in a bad way, but me and his girlfriend set him up. And it's mm. so <laughs> That would be because it would be something you guys could try. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Like story time. Mm-hmm. Sunday I'm just looking back at what um, was put in this chat here. God wanted us to know good and be ignorant of evil. You know, because we always talk a lot about, like, polarity and everything, and this comment about, um, us, you know, this God wanting us to only know good and be ignorant to evil, like, that's it's very that's very limiting to not be aware of the dark side of things like that. I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to go back and read this and um, hear how strategic they've been in our um, just keeping and see, us. That's then then what I posted because I was you know we had talked about that all that so I had looked it up. And the, mm-hmm. like, he has a commentary on there. So, you know, that's how they explain, okay, well, this is the reason why it says this. And that's what God didn't want you to be, you know, mm-hmm. knowledgeable of the of the um, evil part. He just wanted right. you to live good part. And, you know, that's why it was wrong to eat from the tree of knowledge or or with the sake of wisdom, um, the spirit of fruit. So, uh, but then it's like, well, why was it placed there? You know, was it placed there to tempt them or what? Like when you go and back that's, and think. And that's how it's always been presented in the church is, oh, you know, you got to fight temptation, you know, and all of this. But, um. Just, just the, I think it's the comment that you made where you just say, "Yeah, have us be ignorant to evil." Like, just the, it, it just it just speaks volumes. Like them not really wanting us. Would you ever meet somebody who? Well, I mean, it was at one point it was me where that's all they know is just like they're a devout 
fill in the blank, like whatever that is, and you just talk to them, and they don't have no diversity of thought. Like everything is just like, oh, no, it must just be because this, and they keep triangulating to the same conclusion because mm-hmm. that's all they know. It's like they don't have no basis for not to, any other interpretations of that, and that's that, that linear thinking of sorts. Um which is just it's just unfortunate because they can be sitting right. Um, ha- being able to be mentally flexible and, and, you know, those of us who get called like, oh, you don't know what you want to be one day. Like I had this, well, actually that guy that I dated for five years, like, because I started like studying Hinduism and just other shit. And he's like, you need to just pick one and stick with it. You And one day you went looking at this stuff and it was like giving him all this anxiety because uh, it, some people can handle you being different than them, but they can't handle you flexing on how different, in what ways you're different. Like, they need you to be consistent in your differentness. Like, there's different levels to it. Some people don't want you to be different at all. They want you to be what they are. But then when you are different, don't change your different, because then that'll screw them up too. So it's like that flexibility. Um, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this, guys, or maybe I did last week. Well, we didn't meet last week. I went and had my bars run. Did I already talk about this? It's called the yeah. bars. No. Well, I okay. Don't it started off in California. They, the, this movement, I guess, started in California, but it's called Conscious Bars. And what they, they touch these different points in your head. I feel like I've talked about this. But anyway, um, it allows you to release, like, Year like past lives upon past lives of shit that you agreed to and that you need to release and all of that. Anyway, um, I don't know why I'm bringing up the bars right now, but um, yeah, just some of the agreements that we that we make. Uh, oh, oh, like B A R S. Are you bars? Having having your bars run. There's, I believe, 32 or 33, I forget the number, 35, somewhere there about number of points on your head and neck and, and stuff like that that they, they'll touch. Um, it's called Bars Consciousness, I believe. Anyway, um, yeah, Bars Consciousness, yeah, I think there's 35. And there's different points on the head, and, and each point on the head, like one of them might relate to money. <laughs> I might relate to uh, communication, stuff like that. And as they're touching these points, it's, oh, yeah, 32 bars. Um, you're releasing all this stuff. And one of the things that they're really big on is staying in the, in the questioning state. I think people who get like, well, this is just what I believe, on anything, like the fact that we're mentally flexible enough to go back and reread Bible verses that, were just kind of given to us and, you know, assumed that they were right. Like, now going back and looking at it from this, uh, these other vantage points, like, that mental flexibility is so critical. And being able to put your ego aside and say, you know what, I actually, I used to be really against this, but now I'm actually fine with it. It takes a certain type of person to be able to do that. Yeah. So when they ran your bars, what did they do? Did you agree? Like, 
would you do it again, or is it something you do one time and? Yeah, I would do it again. I would do it again. I, I, I'm probably going to do it again, um, probably in the next like month or so. Um, because she only did a partial. She didn't even run all my bars, but she like. So when she got across one on touching one of the points, I was like, I told her, I said, I'm starting to hear myself as a child, because you can talk to her while she's doing it, and and then I ended up asking her. Well, I actually asked it after she left that point. I asked her when she got to another point. I said, what point were you just on? And she said, um, I wish I could find exactly the word in my, on my notes. But she said it was um, the point of uh, basically previous, previous, ah, uh, shit. It's, it's like a formation point. Hold on, I'm trying to find my, my journal so I'll be able to tell you all exactly on here it is. Um, she called it, hold on, here we go, the point that she was on was, okay, here we go, it's called the implant band, and I was like, what the hell is the implant band, and she was saying that that's where you get a lot of your what's good, what's bad, what's wrong, what's right, who 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 am I supposed to be? That's where that formation occurs. And when she was over that point, I was I literally was having very nostalgic moments of like hearing my child myself as a child and my voice and shit. And one of the biggest things is like it's about releasing all this stuff. And I had just, I think I might have even told y'all on one of these calls, like maybe two weeks before I even went and got these bars ran, I woke up out of my sleep and got up and just randomly was like, I'm never saying vows like that again. And apparently in another life I made these vows that were really fucked up that I would never agree to now. So just like, I don't know. I don't even know how, how I even brought up. Oh, the reason I brought up bars, when you're talking about the whole Christian scripture thing was just learning how to question and stuff and just be like, what really, is this really saying that? Because normally when you go to church, it's like, okay, this means this. And, you know, this this Mm -hmm. is the scripture for this issue. And this is the proper interpretation and all this shit. And it's like, you never get a chance to be the fucking, you don't ever get the chance to be in that exploration state. Um, and the bars is always, their their biggest thing is they like to stay in the question state. They say questions create amazing life and living. So for them, they, it's not about answering the question. They say it's about asking it. Mm. Mm. And, like, like, in the church, it's not, you're not supposed to question. You're just supposed to accept it. Like, right. Because, I, I mean... I was talking to my friend a while back about some some things in the Bible, and she was like, "Well, it's supposed to everybody's supposed to interpret it the same way. The only difference is how you apply it to your life." I'm like, "But how is that even possible? Like, no two people aren't you know are going to necessarily interpret one verse the same exact way because you think different, right? So that." doesn't make sense. So 
you know, they all have to be in unison when it comes to that thought so that they don't question the things that don't quite add up. You know, they just got to go with it. So, right. And that's that obedience, right? And that's that's what people are doing now. You know, I'm doing whatever mm-hmm. pastor, pastor said, come, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. So, right, it just makes a perfect citizen. The You know, the religion with the <laughs> so the religion, you have that control in how you operate. Then you have the structure of the nine-to-five job that's controlling how you operate. Then you right. have media that's showing you, you know, what you your know, problems the, are and how to fix them. <laughs> yeah, oh, belly fat pop. You know, like just the same thing. Oh, women, be scared of wrinkles. Like, be scared of aging, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like everybody needs to think the same and, and fear the same things, these fear tactics. So, you know, we need to be afraid of this going on in this other country and terrorists and be afraid, 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 afraid. So, and I don't and know think why. about it. Think about it. They designed this person just like they designed, you know, this 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 black culture and what all mm-hmm. it includes and what black people do and all this or what or whatever would do. It's all some shit somebody thought up and has just, you know, it makes it seem like, oh, people just are that way. No, you're literally going out of all of your ways to make this shit mm-hmm. possible. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a lot, but at the same time, like it's up to us to get ourselves out of it, like you know, to um to but it's like nobody's coming to save us. You know, there is no this whole savior shit like you know, and it I, I mean, you would never have thought if you'd known me before that I would be saying something like this because I was one of those preaching types. Even though I never knew any Bible verses, which I was a damn um, poser anyway because my ass never <laughs> even knew the scriptures. I would be out here telling you to go to church and don't even know why. Said <laughs> you were a poser. <laughs> mhm. Sure was. A worship leader poser lady that was still fucking. One of the want to be pastor guys. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I, oh, go ahead. No, I wasn't about to say anything. Oh, um, I was going to ask you guys is there any numbers? That you guys guys constantly see other than double digits. Last night I dreamed about five three zero. Really? Yes. I mean, it was just it was so weird because it was like a jackpot. Mm. But I know with lottery jackpots, it's not three digits; it's two digits. But I did dream about five three zero. Last night, mm-hmm. and so three and five. 
Huh? The lottery you said is two digits. It still could be mean 53 for you or something. <laughs> you better play 53. I know, right? That's what I was telling my mom. She's like, you didn't remember all the numbers? I'm like, no. <laughs> mm. I just remember 530. So maybe you mean 53 or 35. I don't know. But I'm going right. to that. But I, then again, I was seeing threes and fives all the time. So, hmm. Mina, you said no. You said no double, just no double digits. But any other numbers? Because I mean, I yeah. see numbers all day. I'm, I have like a relationship with these numbers that they just, we just, they're just my reminders of different things. But um, yeah, I would say I, I literally see numbers every day. Nine eleven is one of them that's that's been added. But it's tons of them. Three sixteen, eleven thirty three. Obviously, one one one, two two two, two two three four. I mean, I screenshot it in my phone. I used to go back and count how many times I've seen the numbers. Um, mm. But yeah, it's interesting for sure. I always, I always see three eighteen. Mm. Like, what the hell? What is this number? And I notice every time I see it, though, I'm doing something right. I don't want to say right, but I'm doing something. I'm doing something according to my path. Okay. Right. Yep. Let's see around. What do you What do you interpret it as, or have you interpreted it? Oh, it's so weird because <laughs> it, it's so weird because the guy. I lost my virginity to back in high school. Birthday is March 18th. Mm. So I'm like, why the fuck do I always use these numbers still? But it's weird because I don't know. It's so weird. Like, what? what is up with this? these numbers? I always see it. Like, when I look at the clock, it's 318. I could be up late or evening. I mean, you know, in the, in the daytime, 318. Mm. Maybe that was some sort of, I mean, I don't know how that relationship ended or how it was when it was active, but maybe that was some sort of opening for you. And so, I don't know, it seems like it was like a, yeah, I don't know. I talked to this other guy. I kind of like this other guy. But, you know, I just just couldn't. But, um. His birthday was three eighteen too. <laughs> oh wow! So what? Um, three eighteen. What are they? They are that's is that Aries? What is that? No, that's a that's a Pisces. Uh huh. Pisces. Hmm. Interesting. Three eighteen. Yeah, that is that's in the fact that you lost your virginity too. That that's just and you weren't were you when did you start seeing the numbers? What year was that after it was how long ago was that? Um Well you said what? When did I start my period? Like <laughs> when, <laughs> when you just asked me when did you start your period? No. <laughs> 
I know we talk about shit like that on this call, but I, I didn't ask you that. Um, no, I said, when did you start seeing those numbers? I love, I love that. I love that we have an open enough. I love that the bond is open enough on this phone. My subconscious mind, if that's not. <laughs> and it was such like a weird space for me because I was like, wait, I never said period, but you can tell me. I mean, you know, it's fine. This is a safe space. But, um. I know, right? <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm like, is that what she said? Like, but that's, that's how she said. So that's yeah. random as fuck for me to be like, right. oh, when, when did you, when, so when, when, did you, when did you start doing that? <laughs> and you're like, let me position myself. Uh, so then you decided to do active listening and see if that's what the fuck I said. Right, that's on my way. But that's what I said. Damn, my, my subconscious mind was really talking because if that's not what you said, like, damn. Maybe you, maybe you need to make that parallel. Something wanted you to bring that out. This stuff we were talking about in the first period, that needed to get out tonight. Hey, what the hell? Let me see how I can that could possibly relate. When did I start? I don't remember how old I was. Okay. I was 11. I think I was 11. I'm trying to remember. Was I 12 or 13? Oh, man, I was late. I was, see, y'all were the ones I was jealous of. Cause I used to be doing all kinds of seances and shit really? to get my and to grow my titties. Yep. <laughs> Never got the titties. Never got them. You was how late? Huh? You was how late? How late were you? Um, I think I was like 16. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. It was a long journey. Long journey, what? yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who was 16. She was about to think something was wrong with her if she didn't, you know, like, because everybody else was getting it. So she she went to the doctor, like, when is mine coming? But I feel like mine came too early. I can't imagine having it that young. I, I really, that that's a whole other, I wonder how that, like, what that does to, like, our womanhood journey or whatever, just like, that's a lot. It was a lot for me to deal with at 15. And I'm I'm guessing 15. I'm not really good with numbers. But I would say between 15 and 16. It definitely wasn't like 11 and stuff like that. It was not that yet. Mm-hmm. I was in the what, sixth grade. I think I was in wow. the sixth grade. And I know one of my friends, she was nine. Wow. Yeah, super early. She was nine. <laughs> Maybe I was actually 13. Not that not I'm hearing that. I need to ask my mom when I start my period. I don't fucking know. I want to <laughs> I'm really horrible with numbers. But I started thinking, wait a minute, 16. Maybe that's when I, um, like, I'm messing up milestones. Maybe that's when I, like, got my first kiss. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely wasn't 11. That's all I'm willing to say. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, 16. What am I getting my driver's permit? That's not over you when you get your driver's permit. I know I already have my period then. It might have been 13. Uh, Who knows? I'm a Pisces. I don't fucking know. Maybe, yeah, maybe all your friends were just before you. (laughs) Yeah, my best friend is a Pisces, and she is the worst with dates. 
Like seriously, we don't so fucking bad. know, bro. Like yeah. I couldn't tell you. My best friend really like, couldn't. <laughs> <laughs>
I had to ask that because it's like that number kind of plagues me. I feel like more than, you know, 1111 or whatever, like I see that number more than anything. Mm. I'm looking at the time and it's, you know, like right now it's 904. But, you know, that number, I just, I feel like it's, I don't know. Hmm. And it's the number three. Oh, that's three. what I just that's what I just did was three. So then it's like that's interesting. So you just keep getting three. Hmm. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is like you said, just how are you? What do you feel when you see it? Like, is it that reminder? Because that's that's what I've been noticing is every time, even if I get a new number. Because I have added some numbers over the last couple of years, um, it's just that reminder that I'm I'm good to go. Shit, like whatever I just whatever decision I just made and whatever decision I'm about to make are, are in tune. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I get warnings though, like the five 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 gave me some warnings. Um, that that energy felt more like a check in, recalibrate. You know, and it wasn't just because I had read about the numerology of five, but it was also just a feeling that I had, like something's trying to get my attention. That couple, like just triangulating things, right? Like I'm listening to whatever the cosmic forecast is, coupled with what numbers in my feeling, coupled with the feeling in my gut, coupled with, you know, some weird mark on my chest. Like it's for me, it's like, like a little investigator, you got to be looking at all the little cues because sometimes it's a whole picture that's trying to be painted. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, this is a weird question, but do you guys have any phobias or like, and I know these are obviously earthly plane things and insert all the conscious higher science knowledge around this, but just do you guys have any, like, just shit that, like, makes you lose it? Um, I just have a fear of drowning. That's all. But it's not, I mean, I don't know. It's kept me from learning how to swim, but I'm getting better. I know how to swim a little bit now. But I just, I don't want to. I don't want to die a watery death. That's always been my fear. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just be wondering where some of the stuff comes from. Like I don't like really, really bumpy, like bumpy things. Like I don't know, like certain weird textures of stuff, just like, just these weird things and it just makes me wonder what we've been exposed to in other <laughs> lifetimes. Yeah, how do you find out about your previous lives? Like, do you ever get little breadcrumbs of, you know, like maybe what it could have been or uh, who you could have been or what could have <clears> happened? You got to do mirror work. Mirror That's magic. A good place. Mm-hmm. So, 
and burn certain er- certain herbs that like um, build with dream work, like mugwort or wormwood or periwinkle. Periwinkle is kind of hard to get because it's very very hallucinogenic. But if you can get you some periwinkle, that would be the best. Mm. But you that. you need to take it or you gotta burn it. Um, I would say burn it unless you're experienced with it. Like I can I can, I ha- I can make a mixture with a little bit of wormwood and you know, like the mugwood and probably primarily but primarily I would use like mulling because mm-hmm. um, you know, just to like spread it out spread out the wormwood and the and the um oh. <clears throat> but for the most that and it would give you like and you just actually you would wanna for me you can be, you can use your mind, but it's best to you know write it down what you want to be revealed to you. You know that's how I, I feel like that's how I, what I did when I first started out. Like I would do um, I would do like certain certain like you know writing things down like as far as like what I would want to what what I what type of insight or visions that I would like to see from a past life experience or something. And I would want to, and I would write, I want to be revealed to me. You know, just write it down. Be real with yourself. Don't, you don't have to rhyme and, you know, all the mm-hmm. You know, just write it down. You write in a letter to yourself. Write in a letter to the to your higher self, the universal part of your mm-hmm. You know, you, it's in folded too. You want to make everything intentional. The way you fold it, you know, your left side is your receiving side. So when you fold it, fold it near you because it's something you want to come near you. Okay. Put these and then put the herbs in the. In the why did you fold it? Put herbs in the in the letter. Huh. Put the herbs in where? Like, you know, say with whatever you want to write down to yourself, write mm-hmm. it down. Like, you know, I want to experience who I was or I want to know who I was in my past life experience. And then you write it down on this paper and you put the herb there, the periwinkle or the, you know, the wormwood, the mugwort. You put it there in the in it when you fold it, and then you burn the paper. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. And then I always wonder, like, I used to watch um, just different, different little documentaries from, like, the History Channel and different stuff like that. From people in India, you know, they're real big on like reincarnation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> they were talking about how, like, when they, um, well, first off, they would burn the body. They would burn the body so that it wouldn't reincarnate. 
Like if this person didn't want to reincarnate, they would burn the body. And um for the um and they will also say like you would they people will always know how they went out, like how they died in the last life because based on your birthmark. And so I always think to myself Yeah, like your birthmark represents represents to them your injury. Always be like, damn, have a birthmark. You know, I don't have a birthmark. I mean, I guess mold you can say, but I really don't have like a birthmark. You know, like where it's just, you know, its own state. It's just no circle. It's just like it has a discoloration. I don't have that. So I always wonder, like, did I, and maybe in my past life, if there was a past life for me, you know, was it, did I pass away internally, like some type of illness or something like that? Or some type of natural disaster, some sort of, you know, something like that. And mm. I would always. Um, me, my bad, me, friend. Huh? Oh, no, I was, when you were talking about birthmarks, me and my best friend have the same, have a birthmark in the same exact place, like, on our thigh. So it's on my left thigh, at the, you know, towards the knee, and hers is on her right thigh towards her knee. So it's, like, the same exact, like a mirror of a birthmark. <laughs> mm. But... Hmm. Yeah, um, you had asked about, do I ever get that kind of stuff? Mine, I, I've never really done it with the herbs, but I would like to try, but um, I've more so done them in, like, in shamanic um, past life regressions with the drum. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've had I've had multiple um, experiences, like, seeing the type of shit that I used to do. And I have not been always, I, there's definitely a reason why I'm, I'm not going to say I'm all light now in this plane, but I was definitely more of the dark before, way more dark than good, than good, if you want to go on the good and bad dichotomy. So I feel like, I don't know, it's just interesting. I've I've also, um, my last partner actually was, we, we, we had two lifetimes together, and that's like a whole other story that I would love to share, possibly at the retreat. But it's the shit's me. Yeah. I'll just say, one, I was her mother, was one of the experiences, and then the other one, we were, she was my teacher. So, anyway, yeah. shit, shit's real because we was our we both yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot we had the same moon placement our our shit was really intense. Wow. Anyway, um, quite an experience if you actually meet somebody that you already knew in a lifetime and then you go and try and try to date them, the type of things that end up happening when y'all got history will blow your mind. Again, you're with somebody romantically that you used to be their mother. Just let that penetrate. Like it, it was some really weird shit that came up. And we didn't notice it was just mag. It started off as magnetism, but 
It was just it was just a lot, but the past life stuff. So that was one real crazy experience. That part in this lifetime, and then in terms of the other lifetimes, like yeah, I was definitely yeah. The shit will humble you. I will say that because you can't you can't get mad about some shit you used to be. Like it really mm-hmm. is what it is, and you don't get to like make it pretty or oh no, that couldn't have been me. Like. If that's what you're getting right now and you're in a regression or you're in this compromised state and you know, like, you're tapping into these records, that's what your record says and that's what it is. Like, you don't have to be that now, but it puts things in perspective. So it's a lot of times where, honestly, particularly with the Europeans, like, I don't spend a whole – I mean, I get irritated, obviously, but I have a limit because I know – some of my history and some of the fuck shit that I've done. So I can't, it, it doesn't allow me to stay angry at them forever in a day because really and truly we've all had our share of a different version of fuck shit. If we're willing to look long enough at the history. So, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And what's like, what makes you really know or did you do some type of work to know that you know that person was your teacher or that's just that oh was yeah like, oh yeah we was recalling it. shit we were recalling shit it, it wasn't even it, it it wasn't even no shit you could make like it, it was no question like it was just different and again i'll share I, this is this one is more personal so i'd rather share this when i see y'all but I'll just say it was shit where we would just wake up and just be, you know how you just be choosing shit talking? We were reliving it, and I wasn't telling her to say nothing or whatever. It was just, it was like, she's like, you remember when? And I'm like, yeah. And then it was just like, it was all, that was, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't oh, a question. I don't question, there's absolutely no question in my mind. Not at all. Like, the shit really happened. And um, the fact that we were both remembering and had the exact same memories of shit and had never talked about it in this lifetime and how magnetic it was when we met, it just goes without saying. It really does. Uh, I've never experienced no shit like that in my life. Like, it wasn't no, ooh, I love you so much. Like, oh, it, it wasn't it wasn't that type of connection. It was like some real, like, we had some karmic work to do. And might see that motherfucker again. I don't know if it's over. That's the other crazy part. <laughs> I would love to think it is, but let's just yeah. say I reincarnate here again, which hopefully I don't. But let's say I do. I can't say I won't see that motherfucker again just because of this. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> seriously, I'm not even joking. It's a lot. So if you ever get to meet somebody, like one thing I will say, if you ever get to meet somebody in this lifetime that you met in another lifetime, get some lessons from that shit because it was some shit, some conversations that were had that I'm still chewing on, and they were pure, like, nuggets, man, like big chunky nuggets of wisdom big ass mm-hmm. lessons I was supposed to be learning and I'm I've worked to not only just sit with it but to incorporate it. Because if you know some shit but it's not in, in tune with how you're living, 
like, what's the point of knowing shit and having all this knowledge on a shelf? Like, when are you going to use it? So I really have worked to cultivate that experience because it was so unique. And I know a lot of people don't get that opportunity to reunite with people that you were with another lifetime in different ways. Right. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so weird because I feel like that same way about someone. And mm. and you like we we've never met, right? But I mm. met not mm. this ain't this ain't the crazy one. With the mm-hmm. <laughs> that ain't him. This is somebody else. But when I like spoke to him, it was just that instant. Oh my gosh! Like I knew, and for some reason, like for some reason, he taught me a whole bunch of shit. Like man, like you said, chunky nuggets with <laughs> Man, like, man, when I say chunky, but I, oh, man, chunky. <laughs> but, like, the whole, like, and it's so crazy because he, have you guys seen that movie Inception? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Y'all need that movie, okay, because he was telling me, like, you know, you need to pay attention to the mythology. He always say, like, you know, pay attention to the mythology, even with the whole back, because all, it all comes from the forest, and I said, you know, it's, pay attention to the mythology, even if it's Greek mythology, because it's all, everything that's going on today has an underlying role or meaning that's in tune with, you know, the mythology of, you know, mythology of things. So he was like, watch that movie. Watch that particular movie. That movie is us to a T. And I'm like, hmm. And I thought about it. I'm like, wow, wait a minute. And her name, her name is Mal, the wife Mm. that was always in his subconscious. But she died. Remember, she had killed herself. But she Mm. always remained in his dream. That's why he was always going to his dream so that he could be with her. Mm. <laughs> it was crazy. I got a But her name Mal equals eight, and my name equals um, eight too. So it was just funny, like just how it all plays out. But yeah, I definitely feel that too. It's a lot of a lot of comic work that has to be done. But, that have y'all ever seen that show called Witches of East End? Mm-mm. It's on um, it's on Netflix, but it was like three series. But I watched them all. It's a good little show. Um, Witches of East End. Yeah. Uh, so in the show, one of the daughters. She um she meets a guy who she's shared past lives with. So she's shared three past or two past lives with this guy 
but each time it was fated to end, like, with him dying or something, or one of them dying. So they never were together for long. They always fell in love every lifetime, but, you know, it never, it always ended badly. Um, and that just made me think about the past life thing and how you, you met the other person from your past life in this lifetime. But um, that's a good show. Y'all should check it out. I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Yeah. And they also have this person who's a shapeshifter who can look like something else or, you know, change forms. And I used to watch um, Charmed. Actually, I was going back. You know, it's funny how we'd be drawn to this shit. I've been drawn to little stuff like Charmed and DZ. <laughs> All of this shit since I was little. What was like, the old school movie? That movie, um, <coughs> oh, man, it, it's, I know Charm was the series, but what's the movie where it was those three girls? It was like three girls that were witches. And um, you're not talking about Hocus Pocus, but that was my shit too. But what, what else you know? No, not Hocus Pocus. If we're like in high school. Oh, I wish we had enough time to just like have. And we were all close enough, like where, you know, I wouldn't want to necessarily go all the way to Atlanta and watch Hocus Pocus, but like be on some random shit. Like, everybody, come on, we're going to watch Hocus Pocus. Or watch like, huh? I think I know which movie you're talking about. It was a, it was one girl. One yeah, girl. it was like when she um, went to a house or something like that. She went to this older witch's lady house. It was, I think this was like the Disney Channel or something. The nineties movie. This was a nineties nineties witch movie, and let me, I'm about to Google it. The Craft. It was called yes, The Craft. craft. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to love that movie. <laughs> it was four. It was four. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's about the attachment, a connected to everything, but detached to nothing. You firm. Stiff as a board. I used to like, like feather. Mm. I used Think that could, you know, like I wonder if I could do that. If that could really work, but you know, I know. Well, it's most a, of us have always had like these curiosities. Like, fact, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's been here all along. You know, like we just now getting in tune with it. Crazy. We have a lot of shows. possible. I feel like with taxes. For all we know it to be. Our mind is getting to a whole nother a whole nother dimension, a whole nother plane to where yeah. your physical body your physical body is not levitating off of the ground. But on the plane that we are on together we're visually seeing your body lifting and levitating off of the ground. Mm. Mm. But yeah, physically it would matter. That, yeah, that makes sense. Have you ever felt like, and this is a sensation that 
I felt, and I've just wondered, like, there's other times where you know that you have had history of being able to just, like, fly and just do different things, but you got kind of, like, frustrated because it's like, you you know how you know you can, but you physically feel like you, your body can't catch up to what you know you can do spiritually. Right. Um, and you feel kind of trapped. Like when I went and seen that movie, Lucy, did anybody go see that? I saw it, yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, like the what the kind of shit she was doing, like I feel like yeah. I've had history doing shit like that. And I left the movie feeling so frustrated because I felt like I got demoted here. And, and it's I kind of felt the same way. Yeah, and I, it's interesting, like, how we were talking. Like, demoted? Whole, yeah, like, demoted, like, the fuck? Like, I used to be able to do all this other shit, and now I'm here, and I can't even get the fuck off the ground. You know, it's like this <laughs> sense that, not that I want to get up, but that I have gotten up before, and now I can't, and now I'm irritated about it. That's the feeling I had. Mm. Because she could do so much stuff just with her mind, just with her thoughts. She could do, like, make things happen. I have to rewatch that movie. I only saw it one time, but. Yeah. Yeah, that movie. Um, speaking of movies, were any of you guys, like, into, I used to always kind of, kind of judge myself, again, being pretty, having kind of like a strict family, like, around what was evil, but I've always found, like, horror, not, like, necessarily bloody horror, but, like, creepy shit, I've always found it interesting, right? Even if I was scared, I still felt, like, drawn to it. Like, what is this? Like, there's got to be more to this. Like, I don't know. It's just, I'm just wondering about it. Always. Mm-hmm. I've always liked scary, so-called scary movies. Not not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, I don't care about that kind of stuff with the blood and the gore. But the the, like, spirit and possession movies and ghost movies and, all that kind of stuff, I've always liked them since I was a kid. Right. It right. was never and scary. Like, even, like, when children, like, you know how movies like Omen and, like, where there'd be some, like, crazy, so-called crazy child that's, like, whatever. I've just always seen something in them that, not to say I have been that crazy on some, like, on some of those movies, but, like, where I would kill somebody, but just... I don't know, just something about even, like, the sounds of, like, a scary movie. Even though, like, now I'd be scared as shit, but something in me be like, I got to go watch that. Like, and and I used to, at one point in my life where I was, again, trying to be something I wasn't, I was like, oh, I shouldn't be exposing myself to this. You know, this is whatever. But I feel like there's Mm -hmm. something in that. There's something in the movies that... I feel I was I'm supposed to see, or that it felt like a level of home to me in some weird way. Like I felt like it was, I don't know, just this really weird sensation of like wanting to to watch certain stuff like that. And deliberately written scary movies, um, like 
Yeah, I like I like anything that's trippy. Like what the fuck? Like even um the movie. I don't know. Did y'all see Split? Oh uh, yeah, I saw it. No, that one isn't I as saw. that one isn't as creepy to me as like some of these other ones. But like Gothica and like just some of these where people be tripped the fuck out. Like yeah, I like Gothica. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like Gothica, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so crazy how powerful your mind is because, like, these, you know, you could be living in a whole world other than what's actually going on just because that's what's going on in your mind. Right. And they always say, you notice they associate all of that with evil. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. Being in your own world, that's if you're evil. Mm-hmm. You ain't following the tree of life. Ooh, ooh, I'm looking at the... I'm, you got I'm knowledge right. yourself. Oh, you got knowledge yourself. You ain't following the tree of life. You you eating from the tree of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh, I'm just pulling up a list of movies. Have y'all seen Misery? I know y'all seen that. Oh, yeah. That's I my shit. I love that movie. <laughs> that lady was crazy. Yeah. What's that one about? I think I've seen that. This YouTube um author. He um this he's the author of a series of books called Misery, I think. And um he ends up like going on a mountain going to a mountain to finish off his book. But his car gets into an accident and this like single single white female, this lady who lives by herself in the woods, she rescues him, but she holds him hostage while he finishes the rest of his novel because she's like so into the novel. Um, and he, you know, he lets her know, look, I'm done with the book series. She's like, no, you can't be done. Don't don't kill off the main character. And she um she just ends up making him rewrite the or write the book. And, she chains them in the house and all this stuff. Like, she was just a psycho. But the movie's good. It's a good night. It's a good night. Have y'all seen Rosemary's Baby? That's really, that's like 60 old. No. Rosemary's Baby with Mia Farrow. Okay. That's a check it out. That's a good classic. It's actually on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there, but it's it's been on there. Um, but I have it on DVD. Uh, basically, it's this lady and her husband. They moved to New York, and he's a struggling actor trying to find work. And he ends up with some weird, strange neighbors, but he ends up getting really close to these older neighbors, and his career starts to blow up. Like, he starts getting, you know, all this work. They start getting rich, you know, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. his wife gets pregnant and, you know, come find out there's some stuff going on as far as, like, what he did to get that thing. So I'm not going to give away the movie, but, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Y'all, y'all should watch it. That's a classic. That's a classic. It's like cult. It's the people are in a cult. Like, who's baby? Rosemary. Rosemary. 
Who's baby? <laughs> Old Mary's baby. <laughs> um, the Silence of the Lambs is on here too. My daddy put me on that movie when I was little. He was like, "You gotta watch this." Oh well, yeah, and I gotta rewatch it. that as an adult. I do I too. Me too. I want to rewatch it. I feel like I want to have like a retro movie night. Right. Um, I think yeah. another one that's not old, but it's, it's it's current, but it was quite interesting. Was um, Girl on the Train? Any of y'all watch that? Um, um, I did, but a while ago, long time ago, long time. Yeah. Wait a minute, the, <laughs> the movie came out like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait. It came huh? out when? I think it came out like last year. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, about Because <myself. laughs> I'm, I'm like, long time ago. But no, please check it out. It's it's quite a. Um, it, Is it, it on it, Netflix? Girl, I don't know. I ain't got Netflix. I. If I was, if I were to get, I feel like that's all I would be doing. I just, I'd be all or nothing. So I would be on there fucking, it would just be interesting. And that's yeah. what I do. I'm always on Netflix. That's why. See? Like, see? Yeah. I, mm, that's, that would be my I life. Love, I love documentary I love movies. Yeah. I love um, movies a lot. So. What's the name of that? This ain't a scary one, but I love that movie where the lady uh, got a hole in her stomach and her legs be falling apart and shit. She had to put their bodies back together. <laughs> what movie is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's these two European women that, um, it's like, I forget, they with this man and then she, she like, she she's drinking water and the water coming out of her stomach because it's got a big hole in it. It's called. Yeah. I know. Once I, once I say it, y'all gonna know. I just, I gotta look it up. But it's a good one. Have I seen the girl on the train? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if I saw this movie because it is. Oh, on that's like kill her husband in her mind or some shit. He was having an affair. Um. I'm looking it up. Hole in the stomach. Oh, there it is. Death becomes her. Death Y'all didn't becomes... see that. That's some funny shit. <laughs> her whole body be falling apart. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. You know what, guys? Real shit. I know we just kind of like fucking around talking about movies, but I'm gonna tell you right now. There's if you be re, if you rewatch like start reliving your childhood, it's a portal. Oh, this is shit. What's that? Yeah. I said this is old school. I think I did see this movie. It is old school. But that, that's the point. Yep. Yep. Death becomes her. But that's, that's when I started to realize that it's even certain smells. My memory is not very clear in my childhood like that. Some people have very, like, distinctive. I have some distinct memories on some fuck shit that was done, but there's a lot of things. Uh-oh, where did Spider think he going? Uh-uh, bro. I'm not going to kill you, but we don't have to get you away from over here. Uh, I'm not going to. Anyway, um, it's, it's a pretty cool way of, like, 
getting information from, like, shit you repressed or just, it's very healing. Obviously, like, my background is psychology, so I'm always about, like, the psychoanalysis of it all. But, yeah, like, I plan on watching this shit over because I think there's pieces that I'm missing that might help me today. But, I, you know, it takes that re-exposure. Um, mm-hmm. her. So how do you watch these movies if you don't have Netflix? Girl, I haven't watched them in a long time. But, oh, you mean like some, I, I want to have a movie night. Um, sometimes I can find stuff on YouTube and online, but it takes a lot of, like, searching. Yeah. A lot of extra shit and, like, oh, the movie's playing for, like, an hour and then, like, the last 30 minutes you can't get because that's, that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Had that happen a couple times, but um, it looks like Death Becomes Her is on YouTube. It looks like the whole movie's on there. Is it the whole one? 40... Oh yeah, that's if it's an hour and forty-four minutes, but I do remember that movie. Yeah, except for when you start playing, and then randomly they they'll be like, they'll look, they they don't man, they'll hold your ass like you'll be. Dun, 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 dun. And then you'll see the movie's about to start. <laughs> you get the little, get your little speech. And then it's some lady that get on there and say, "Are you trying to watch the blob?" I've had that happen on a number of occasions on YouTube. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have y'all seen Vanilla Sky? That's my shit. No. No. Penelope Cruz, Tom Cruise. It's a good one. You know what? That leads me to a question. What do y'all think about Scientology? Hmm. I never, honestly, I've never really got into what it is that they even study or worship. I really Hmm. wouldn't be able to say an opinion that would even make sense. There's a documentary or a series with is it Lisa Rinna? Who is it? I don't know. Leah Remini. Yeah, Remini. I don't know who Lisa Rinna is. But anyway, yeah, Leah Remini, she has a series, right, for people breaking out of Scientology? Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, like, I like escape. it. <laughs> they said it's a fucking cult. That's a, and, and not in a good like. They said it's a. She was on sixty minutes and all of that about that. But I know, like, Will and Jada supposedly were at least in close cahoots with Scientology. It's just, I, I, it's such a distant thing. Like, I feel like the average person don't really be knowing about what. Because they keep so private, and they don't really advertise exactly what it is. Like, I couldn't even tell you what it is. Right. But Hmm. you ain't never seen no commercial. I haven't. Yeah. Looks like they got a... um, Okay, Church of Scientology, yeah. 
don't know, but they apparently have a church in Atlanta. I mean, yeah, they got one in L.A. too. I, the thing is, is I've heard that you'll get, I, they call it something, but basically disowned and shit. Like any anything that gets into shit like that, where people's families are, I, I it just that doesn't that doesn't resonate. And whoever it does, good for them. But that that whole <laughs> just look, the little pieces I've heard on it. And how they operate, not even what they maybe they talking about dope stuff, but how they function is um real suspect for me personally. Just a little piece right. that I'm aware. <laughs> like you mm uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to wonder oh. with these celebrities, like, I feel like they get approached with all kind of shit, like, you know, I don't know, just like, people want their business, you know, these different groups, they want their endorsement and all of this, so, who they want, knows, they, like. They want their ties and building funds and whatever else, so they could be a part of their little cult, right? You know, like, and you know what else, y'all, I just thought about, too, with the whole, like, self thing we talked about earlier? In terms of being a celebrity, if we think we have trouble being the self, how in the fuck do you think they, they, don't, they don't stand a chance? With, right. With like, that's just real, like, so how much they have to upkeep, you know? they don't, Beyonce can't turn Beyonce off and not be Beyonce. Yeah. Like, who 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 you think you not? Who, and she got all kind of people probably like, well, who the hell you think you gonna be? We got we got time and money on the line, you know. It's just that's so, so much pressure. And I really think when I was younger, I had the opportunity to really enter the music industry and like do be more out with stuff. And I have really done quite the opposite on purpose, like, just because something in me as a little girl. What's that? I was saying, like, it's like your carnal vehicle, your body is just tied to them. Like, I just, I mean, like tied to others. Like, you know, when you yep. owe somebody money, like, and you got to work for them or something to pay it off, you, yep. like, you they slave right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And we look up to them being like, oh, they them little bells and whistles they got, that's all it is. Those are right. fucking little carrots and shit. They are really yeah. the ones that are really fucked. And they're more likely to be killed directly versus all the indirect killing they do. I mean, they killing us directly too. But you know what I mean? Like they, they like don't don't try to cancel some shows and see what happens to these people. You know, where <laughs> we ain't nobody coming for us like that. We you know we 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 do our shit or we don't. Like they don't give a fuck about us. We went we too far low in the totem pole, but not nobody that they done put they personal connections with and got them got all these people all risen up like. It's just what's tripping to me is these people came in just like us and they got got. That's, that's <laughs> really what actually happened while we glorifying them. So what about the ones who've been out celebrities? Beyonce started young. You said, oh, the ones, hold on, wait, what was your question? What about the people who started off as child celebrities, you know? Yeah, that, even that. I mean, how can, how, what kind of development are you able to do when you are needing to be a person? Right. Oh. All right. 
there's just no way. Like I that pressure that is just too much. Even local fame is a lot to me. I don't want to fuck. I want to. I it, that's, and that's a very Piscean thing. Like we like to be able to just the fucking peer. I don't. If I don't want to be known, I don't want to be. Like okay. I don't. Not really into all of that because I don't want to come. Me too. That's why I just, just want to go into my shell. Right? <laughs> Literally your shell. And shell. Right? At least y'all got a shell. That's what I was listening to about the water signs. They're like, well, cancers, you know, they go and retreat. They That's that's one of the things that I think makes you guys cardinal and just you guys have a different quality in terms of the water. But I'm the Pisces is the water of the water. So it's like ain't no... You know, ain't no going, we just just going to get swallowed up in the shit if we're not careful. Um, yeah. Ew. Have you ever heard of the 27, the 27 Club, which is like with the celebrities, they say it's like a curse where a lot of them either get killed or die or overdose at like age 27. What? They call it the 27 curse. I was watching something on TV about it a while back, but um, I just looked it up. They oh, call I it see the it. List of rock musicians dead at 27. Mm. What? Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Jimi Hendrix, damn, Janis Joplin. Oh, my goodness gracious. Great while am I'm I? trying to. Saying I'm a rock star and then but I need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you rap, Nina? You rap? Uh, Do you rap? No. No, I'm saying I'm twenty seven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Damn. Hey, I know you're not whole I know you're not whole bars. <laughs> that would be that would be funny if you did say you yeah, I because I would be like, Oh my gosh. Are these are all rock stars that died at 27? Notorious B.I.G. He died too at 20. No, he died at 24. What they talking about? Oh, now that I'm just on a list to say people that died. I think young. it's mostly. I think it's mostly rockers. Like yeah. Well, Amy Winehouse wasn't necessarily a rocker, rock star, but. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, I, don't, I wonder what that's about. Like, why at 27? Hmm. Have y'all ever watched the documentary of um, Lisa Left Eye and when she's out? And, um, have y'all watched that footage that's like it says rare footage and she's out in the um in Honduras or something I don't know where she's at, but she's somewhere like that. Man, it's something mm-hmm. about that. Like it's something about her and like some of these couple of these other people. Especially that she were to die, she was on this path. She was like starting to see shit and I don't know. It's just I don't know. When you watch that footage this is very interesting. I know. Um, it really is. It was like, 
she was had transformed. Like right. she became totally new person because she just didn't even care about the fame anymore. She didn't care about, you know, all of the bells and the whistles. Like she was in nature. She was so happy. She was rejuvenated. Like she was at peace, I think, finally. Right. So Yep. Yep. That's um I don't know. I I can't I just can't imagine being no celebrity like that. Oh my gosh. Like uh and just life is already can be a pain in the ass sometimes and just all these people watching you and blogs and I really don't know how they do that. Um, but a lot of people think that, okay, yeah, if I get all this money, I'll be happy. But, of course, you know, once you get to a certain point and you're comfortable, then all that excess money really doesn't mean anything. Because if it did, then they wouldn't be overdosing on these drugs, you know, being in and out of rehab all the time you know, going from relationship to relationship to relationship, not having a relationship with their parents or kids. Like, if money was supposed to be the holy grail, like the ultimate, this will make me happy, then right. why would I have so many problems? Yeah, and that's the thing. Those of us that don't have just, like, endless dollars, that we, it's easy for us to be like, oh, if we have money, boop you up. But with them, because they do have the money, they are the ones that are struck with the harsh reality that there's really not at all a solution. Right. It's, it's, it's only because we are we don't have it that we are able to project that it would be, you know, a solution. But they are sitting with a more humbling fact is that it's not in a real way. Like, we can say, oh, no, money, that's not happening. But let somebody try to talk about giving us the money. Like, we'll be like, oh, no, you know, we'll, you know it's, we'll think it's a game changer until we get it. It's, not, it's only those that really have that type of money know how meaningless it really is because a lot of us are still, like, pending a lot of projects or experiences due to a lack of money or, or perception of a lack of money. So, um, yeah, I think they have I a different a understanding of an emptiness that we that we probably don't even haven't even grasped. I didn't even look at it that way, but yeah, that makes sense because they're like, we have it all now. What I thought right. this was the I thought this was the answer. I thought this was it. I thought this was gonna make me happy for for life, and right. it doesn't. So then they try to escape. With the drugs, with the partying all the time, with the you know whatever, but right. Mm-hmm. And for them, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, like amongst themselves, they're like, oh, I got money, I got money too. Like, it's like it doesn't get them anywhere either. When you get to a certain caliber, like we all got gold plates. Like we all got okay. So even though they're able to be higher than us lay folks. Up in their little chambers, like, it's just, yeah, it's just a different world. And honestly, I'd rather just 
have it a little rougher and actually have a fucking soul. Not to say that they don't, but I feel like they just, it just eventually dries up. I really do think that. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, man. Hmm. Right. I did a scientific little, no, no, I don't even want to call it a study, but they were trying to investigate what the happiness threshold is as it relates to money. So they were trying to see if an increase in money brought an increase in happiness. And I guess they did that through phase of, you know, different questions as well as income levels. And I think they found out that, like, the threshold of happiness as it relates to money is, I think, uh, making or having $400,000 a year. So after that point, like, even say if you made a million dollars a year or two or $5 million a year, there was no increase in happiness beyond that $400,000 mm-hmm. So, so they're like, at that point, all your needs are taken care of. You know, you have a house, car, you can go on vacations whenever you want, kids, college, pay for that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Money has reached its limit, like, in terms of its utility. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, how many boats, how many yachts, how many trips. Like, that's why doing this work is your best investment because, and can't nobody take that from you. Unlike money, where people get them humbling experiences where they get all their shit repossessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For real, like, that's a humbling. You know how I many celebrities, like, imagine how that shit, that is like a destroyer of their ego. Like, imagine you the rose up past your neighborhood and everybody looking up at you from your hometown, and then you get all your shit taken. And now you back living at your Grammy's house. Like, yeah. That shit really happens to people. They go bankrupt. One hit wonders that went out there with no money management, flobbing and knobbing all night. And, yeah, look at it. And that's that's, that's also that, that celebrityism and, what black, so-called black celebrities do of, oh, let me, like, I like the point Waka Flocka made about, like, oh, he said, why I got to keep showing you how rich I am? He's like, I know I got fucking money. Why do I keep having to buy all this shit? And I was like, that's a great point. Why do you have to keep buying all the gold? And all? why do I got to be in your songs, everything? I mean, trust me, I like my trap music, but if you really think about it, like, how many chains or, Icy wrist, like they they know they know that's exactly what we're about, and they uh, you know that's that's all set up system too. Like yeah, go ahead and keep buying. What's his name? Cartier and shit. You think they give a fuck about you? But you spending all your money. Even people out here that's on our like level, probably like this average person, spending all of this money. You doing the whole most for months to get one bag. And then stunt mm. with it, like for what? 
Mm-hmm. To each their own. Like I'm not. Obviously, I'm more of a hippie, but there was a point where I valued that kind of stuff more, and so like I just, just didn't. But yeah. we all spend money on certain things. Obviously, I spend a lot of fucking money on food. Probably more than most <laughs> people do. Yeah, I gotta stay at the grocery store. Oh my god. Well, I think Lena's gone, right? And I'm sitting over here with my eyes closed, shaking my legs. (laughs) I know, it's it's bedtime for me, too. My dog's asleep. Aw, you have doggies? Yeah, I have two poodles. Aw. A miniature, well, I have a mother and son poodle set. (laughs) Instead of poodles. That's cool. Yeah, I've been ignoring my dog. He normally gets ignored on Monday night. So I'm going to cuddle with him and talk. Oh, I've been, my eyes been closed most of the last, like, hour, really. But, yeah. Good talking with you guys. All right. Same here. Well, until Uh, next week. Sounds good, Pete. Peace, everybody. Bye-bye. All right, bye.
Hello? Hello? 